Wait, wait, you got a restraining order on a little girl named Baby D? You don't know Baby D. You don't know, that's why you're looking at me, because you don't know Baby D. Her fat ass be snoring and don't even be asleep just standing. <laughs> fat little cupcakes and shit. This fat bitch know about all the new snacks before they even hit the street. All the bootleg snacks. The year 2000 snacks. Yeah, go tell me the other day, tell me. Uh, Cupcake got a new trinket coming out next month. Uh, it's a bad motherfucker. Uh, when you bite into a cream filling, shoot all in your mouth. Glitter. This will be my 40th Christmas. 39th, I'm lying. <laughs> he doesn't even know his age Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films 2020's been a long year, bro <laughs> It's been a long, give me a break, yo <laughs> Hello, Merry Christmas, everyone ho, If you're listening ho, ho. to this on Christmas If you're, if you're not, then uh, hey, this dropped on Christmas Ta-da <laughs> We are recording on Christmas Eve, though And uh, you might hear a little bit of weather behind us It's nowhere near as what they're getting up north, I would imagine Yeah No cold, actually quite nice out right now It's nice than- now, but it's going to be fucking cold yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. North Florida. If you have any uh, illusions of the weather in Florida, yeah. uh, North Florida is a little different than South Florida. Yeah. They're, they're going to get down to like a, a chilly 55 tonight. Yeah. We're going to get down to like 30. I saw like and 27. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow it's going to get down to like 25, yeah. 24. Dude, I was talking crazy. to somebody yesterday. I was like, all 2020 needs to just cap off the end of the year is snow in Florida. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it could happen, too. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, man. My car does not like to... It's not happy starting in that cold. In Florida morning, does too. not operate. Yeah, we snow. don't operate. That well. <laughs> Things around here don't react too well to bolts. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember in '89 when it snowed here during Christmas vacation, and which I haven't watched that movie yet. I need which to do one? that tonight. Christmas vacation. Oh, just Christmas vacation. Um, I catch parts of it because they play it all the time on. Yeah, TV. see, I don't have any yeah. of that. So, um, but no, I it snowed like on Christmas or, or like Christmas morning. Um, and dude, we were so ill prepared. We were supposed to go back to school like January 2nd or 3rd. We didn't end up going back until like the 10th because oh. like the schools were the shut down. <laughs> yeah. Like, and <laughs> then they were, thing a little bit. yeah. And then they were, then they were trying to say, um, oh, well we'll just add it on to the end of the year. Oh, that's what they always say. And man. all the parents were like, yeah, no, we're not doing yeah, that. So yeah. we just got an extra fucking week off of school. It was great. That's great. Yeah. yeah that was the good thing about up North where we would wake up. They used to announce them on the radio. There was oh, a snow specific, days. Yeah. But there was a specific station. So we would sit in the kitchen eating breakfast on the like teetering that we may have to go get dressed to go to school yeah. or we may uh, be able to go put our snowsuit on and go out and make igloos all day long yeah. <laughs> and it was all about when we worked at the when we went to the public school it was like they didn't even chance it if it was even remotely snowy we were like yes yeah. but then we started going for the Christian school and they would still announce it on there they were like the private schools are and they would skip right over yeah uh, Iris and I would like that Boo. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't get any of that shit down here. Hurricane days, I guess, is our uh, is our big thing. Which they do have the hurricane days off. Yeah. yeah. Now you got all days off. I know, right? <laughs> Zoom it. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, well, hopefully everyone enjoyed our Ron Howard. We were just talking about how ro- uh, robust the conversation was. Yeah. We lost time completely. It was an epic two and a half hour long. It was time. good though. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was super I, entertaining. Yeah, I, I love Ron Howard and everything. And a lot of these actors we'll be talking about today uh, probably have acted in many of Ron Howard's films. Yeah, one of them for uh, sure was on. Uh, oh yeah, y'all talked about one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I see one right there right now. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that later. You got to listen to find out. Character actors, man. Yeah. 
I love it. Uh, we didn't talk about anything going on during the week. Anything happening interesting this week? Uh, I usually try to think of something, but yeah, got, yeah. A, got a chemical burn on my face. Chemical burn. Glad we're glad we're on <laughs> the pod no and not on YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, nothing's going on here. I'm yeah. just mellowing out, keeping yeah. keeping safe, staying home. Wondering how much my stimulus check's gonna be. Oh God, dude. <laughs> I, I, dude, um, I don't want to get I'll, super I'll take political. what I can get, but yeah. come on, man. I, but 600 bucks, man, that's just like a slap in it, the face. It pissed me off because I heard the Republicans voted it down today. That might change, obviously. They said something might change on Monday where they're going to uh, try something else. Oh, I heard uh, I heard Trump came out today, and or maybe yesterday. Yesterday he said sign it for 2000 Yeah, he wants 2000 yeah, And the Republicans went against him yeah. unanimously. And uh, I, I think that's going to change. I think there's something else going to happen. It seems shitty when on Christmas Eve you... You could be the heroes and the nice guys, and you turn out to be every villain in every Christmas movie ever. Oh my God, <laughs> dude, for real, man! I mean, they totally—it's totally the Christmas vacation uh, guy giving yeah, the jelly of the month club. spineless, dickless. Uh, yeah. that, our six hundred is for the jelly of the month club. Yeah, <laughs> that there's That's the gift that keeps on uh, giving, Clark. I saw one of the funniest tweets too because he went on that pardon kind of thing yesterday, oh, where yeah. he pardoned all his like friends who could uh, uh, to that helped him be shady. Yeah. And uh, the thing on Twitter was, uh, the joke was, pardon uh, Trump just pardoned these guys and they would show images of like the worst people in films and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and one of the best uh, tweet I saw is, hey, I just heard Trump pardon the bees from my girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, that was the funniest tweet I've seen all year. <laughs> oh, that's good shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. We got a exciting New Year's coming up. I hopefully God, well, I not hope really. So, dude. I mean, no one's gonna go anywhere. Yeah, even I, the ball dropping is gonna be from your house. Who, oh, it's virtual. Argue. Yeah, well, I was gonna virtual it anyways. So yeah. no problem on my end. Yeah, <laughs> but no. yeah, let's get into some character actors here. I mean, this is number seven. Yeah, it's crazy, and I think the early ones we're doing like ten now because I think it's a little more trimmed down. Yeah, and uh, but. We were doing 15 for a while yeah. there, so I, I don't know. That's got to be like it's over 200 friggin' oh, uh, yeah. character actors we've talked about, and it's so easy to go back into them. I mean, these were like these 10 were like just easy to pick off. Where I just sit down and I'll like I like scan my movie collection or something, and I'll think I'll you just th- in my head I'll just think a movie and think of the small actors in it and wonder if we've talked about them. Yeah, you know I'll think so I married Naxxwitter and then I'm like hey have we talked about Anthony Lapaglia yet? Have we right. talked about uh, Amanda Plummer? All these minor actors in it. So these ones actually came real quick. I guess I was I was feeling the Christmas season when I decided with uh, Alan Rickman, <laughs> which, which is uh, uh which is always the big thing on Twitter is if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Or right. Not. I said. I, the way I look at it, if that's a Christmas movie, then anyone that takes place at Christmas is a Christmas movie. Yeah, pretty I, much. I, what was that? Uh, what was that Canon film with uh, Chuck Norris? Yeah, with, the Invasion USA. Yeah, that's and and movie. literally, I mean, they they could have filmed it during the summertime, mm-hmm. and all they did was just put Christmas music oh, yeah, yeah. in the soundtrack, and <laughs> like, and ta-da, it's a Christmas movie. That's like, for you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wonder who we got as the uh, the most and the least of the movies. We usually kind of go. Uh, and see, wow, there's a big one on page two. Yeah, it's, it's a tie between the last one and the one on page two. Like, yeah, and not the a least tie. is the uh, is on our first page, and it's only 30 films, but he just kind of started out. So that guy is going to have a shitload of uh, more movies in his career coming out. He's one of the best young actors. But let's talk about one of the. Oh, and there's also a, that thing where we wonder how many people are dead now on our list oh, because God. We, that happens every once in a while, and it looks like only two. At least two. I know that. Yeah, two. 
Only about two of the ten. Damn, 20%. 20%. 20% death rate. <laughs> That's not good, man. <laughs> All right, but this this first guy, he left us way too young. Yeah. And he is absolutely incredible, and that is the amazing Alan Rickman. Yeah, for sure. 47 films, man, yeah. under his belt. And this is actual, like, movies, movies. I think at the beginning I was counting, like, credits in general. Like, right, Which yeah. included TV credits. Yeah, and, and like, around voice actors Around character characters four or five, I was like, I need to trim it down to how many actual movies movies they're credited for so, yeah 47 it's funny that the first movie that he's like the one movie he's probably the most famous for was his first movie yeah i mean other than a couple t- tv credits and everything his first movie is obviously die hard well yeah absolutely which i i do think die hard is a christmas movie i'm sorry but it's it's based around fucking christmas i mean it is um, he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for christmas yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um you yeah, dude i mean fucking die hard man he was fantastic in that i love die hard 2 is a christmas movie no one gives that love yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely i love three they were like ah fuck the christmas yeah. let's make it a hot summer <laughs> Number seven, it was springtime. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I mean, he was he was great in this. Like, I I think one of my uh, my favorite things that he did in Die Hard was when he like lost his accent oh, yeah. and picked up the American oh, accent yeah. and was following McLean around and everything like Which that. Which isn't like, easy. I mean, Alan Rickman has a very distinct voice. Oh yeah, a really absolutely. good voice. Like he did a lot of animation, mm-hmm. really great animation, and, and like even one here because we can just jump around. Uh, Hitchhiker's a guide to the galaxy. He yeah. was that little robot. That oh, little, was he? Like, sullen robot that just oh, walked yeah. around and bitched and complained all That's the time. That's right. Like, I forgot the, about that. White, and he had that circular head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was awesome as that. But, I mean, you put his voice into something, you're getting, like, you're getting the slow turtle, or you're getting the annoyed <laughs> yeah. sloth type of deal. <laughs> um, dude, I loved him in Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, he was great. It's such a good At movie, some point, dude. He, people realized that he played that ornery motherfucker really well. Yeah, like yeah. that just annoyed. Even when he was there to do a job, like in Dogma, I loved him in Dogma yeah, as dude. that annoyed uh, angel, angel that had to yeah. come down. <laughs> yeah. My favorite scene with him, and I, I, I quote it all the time, and my wife probably has no clue what I'm talking about, is when he suddenly shows up in Lyndon Ferentino's. Uh, um, bedroom when uh-huh. he first appears to her yeah. and she grabs a bat and she's on her bed and everything and she's he's like don't touch me and he's like you bottom feeders yeah. I always think everyone's trying to get in your knickers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says I'll let you know I can't even do that if I wanted to and he opens his robe and you see he has no nothing dick. there he's yeah smooth. he's an angel <laughs> he's an angel yeah. man <laughs> uh, he was great in that movie man I loved him in that I mean you know and you can't forget what was he uh, what was his name in uh, Harry Potter Oh Snape? man, Snipe. Uh, Snipe. Uh, Snape. 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 Yeah, Snape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great, man. Dude, I, he was I put spooky in that shit. Two uh, thousand and one, all the way to twenty eleven, man, and that's a huge run for Fuck an actor. Yeah, like, dude. I, he, that's where his uh, he made his serious money. I mean, he he got some serious jobs before that, but you got uh, you got that Harry Potter money. Yeah, that's gonna be paying off for the rest of your life. Yeah, or for the rest of his family's life. Absolutely. Apparently now, I'm sure yeah. that's where it's going. Uh, he was amazing as that because that's a specific type of character he was almost born to play. Yeah. If you watch the series, he actually is a is a legitimate hero, but his role in the whole thing had to be uh, into at a certain point in the uh, movies. And he had to, in order to protect Harry Potter, mm-hmm. had to make it seem like he was working with Voldemort. Uh-huh. So it was like a thankless thing where people wanted to kill him. And, right. And only a few handful of people knew what he was doing. Right. And then it was revealed at the end, thankfully, that, oh, my God, he's been protecting us this entire fucking time. And he's yeah. probably the biggest hero of the bunch. So it was really good he to doesn't, see the He doesn't make that. it through the whole franchise, does he? Uh, I think he dies. He, I think he might die in the last one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think he might die. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember. 
he, he played a villain in a lot of stuff, so it makes sense that that was it, it was a perfect type of casting where you were like, oh, this will make people who didn't read the books think that he's a villain because he always plays a villain. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean was, you think just Quigley Down Under and Robin Hood. That's what I was gonna say. Robin Hood, he played a great uh, uh, man, yeah. uh, sheriff the, uh, of whatever. Sheriff Nottingham. Yeah, you remember know. he was talking about taking his uh, the guy's heart out with a spoon. Oh, that's right. Why yeah. a spoon? Because it would hurt more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. That was the only good thing about that movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> because oh man, that was hard, man. Very similar to Armageddon. That movie was just uh, Robin Hood was destroyed because of a song. Well, well yeah. I was gonna say, what was the it was song? The Brian Adams song. I'm trying to think of which one it oh, was, though. God, pull it up. Play oh. it on air. <laughs> um, it's it's bad. It's it's like Brian M's most sappy yeah, major song. Yeah, I just uh, is everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, is that it? I think it is. I'm gonna have to look and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. Oh man, it's almost like the same fucking song yeah, as that Armageddon. I do. Oh yeah, it's totally what it is. It's, <laughs> it's almost like the same sappy, sickening uh, song as Armageddon. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that movie was ruined by that and the romance between him and. Uh, I mean, that was one of. I love half of. Um, What's his name? Who played Robin Hood? Uh, what's uh, Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Yeah, uh, I love half of Kevin Costner's movies. Like I love half his movies, and then I just can't stand the other half. And this was one of the ones I probably own it just because there was some good scenes in it, and it was nostalgic. I probably saw it in the movie theater twice, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm trying to play it without it being heard. You can be here. You can play it. Play that shit. <laughs> like gonna pull us off. Oh, this is this is this is the <laughs> good theme. luck. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the theme song. It's not the right one. That was the, oh, okay. the opening credits. Theme song. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. One of my favorite things on here. Well, there's two other ones we haven't talked about on here uh, that I really really enjoyed, and one of them was Sweeney Todd. And I know you couldn't get through it, but yeah. First of all, he had to sing in it, and it's hard because it's it's that weird type of singing that's almost like poetry. And, yeah. And, it's difficult as hell. If you watch Sweeney Todd, you can tell it's not real regular music. But he played a scumbag that just like was obsessed with his ward and kept her in in the uh, like attic of the house and wouldn't let her do anything. And then the scene where Johnny Depp slits his throat, my God. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. I think that's as far as He's I made it. He's the reason that uh, Johnny Depp comes back uh, and, and acts revenge on everyone in the first place because he stole Johnny Depp's wife, wife that's uh, right from him like just in, imprisoned him all Count of Monte Cristo yeah. style and then uh, <clears throat> then married his wife and the other girl there uh, Johnny Depp's daughter mm-hmm. uh, he raised her daughter and, and he, he was kept, gonna he was marry, gonna her. marry her yeah and it was weird and then when he started a relationship with that other guy uh, uh, when they saw that selfs and uh, each other in the in the window and everything and started the whole uh, love thing yeah but uh, he was evil man he yeah, was super evil in that. No, movie. I, and I think he couldn't wait to get in his throat slit. <laughs> I think I remember you know you telling me like, oh, wait till you see that scene, and yeah. like, and I, dude, I pushed through that fucking <laughs> movie to see that scene, and then after that, I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't do it. Was, it, it had some of the best. I, I know it's and, and I mean, it just wasn't my style of movie. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that it was a but bad movie. The blood in it was next level. Oh, yeah, that's what keeps me going into it for sure. <laughs> and the throat slits, I have never seen throat slits that great as yeah. in that movie, and because it's. I, I specifically the Alan Rickman one. He did a stab in, mm-hmm. in like almost like a Harry Carey style. So he stabbed the corner of his throat and yeah. and slit Ooh, it instead of just opened straight it up. Slitting yeah, it. like I am going to hurt you doing this yeah. thing. Ooh, and that rig that he had set up where he pulled the lever and it just and it dumped just, the body. The bodies fell down. Yeah. I don't know what if they used any digital if it was all straight up practical effects. But yeah. the way the bodies fell on the ground when yeah. their heads hit it, and, and then they made like, sausage out of them. Seems real realistic. Yeah, or I guess dark, they made man. beef out of it. The meat pies. Yeah, meat pies. That's what it was. Yeah, God, I love Helen and Bob Carter. Yeah. I love this movie, man. Uh, 
And the butler. I want to talk about the butler for I'm a second. I'm trying to remember what that is. The, I feel like I've seen it. The butler is the one, the true story, and watch it now because it'll. it's a good cleansing for this administration that's happening <laughs> right now because it's it's all about the, the, uh, he worked the one at the White black House. butler that worked at the White House, played by Forrest Whitaker, uh-huh. and, he, and he did it through like five administrations. Yeah. And he like, his last administration was Obama, thank fucking Christ. Oh, God. That he bro. left at Obama, and but he got celebrated. He had been there for like 40 years, and the story tells from when he was younger, and he gets his first job, and you got to see all the different people playing the presidents uh-huh. and Alan Rickman played Reagan one of the best really? Reagans I had ever seen and he looked just fucking like him that's I was like, interesting holy shit uh, they had a couple ones that I was like they had uh, Cusack played Nixon and I was like eh, I can kind of see that I don't know about that it wasn't as good now Liv, uh, Liev Schreiber played uh, Lyndon Johnson he was awesome really Lyndon Johnson it there's a lot of real life fun stories about Lyndon Johnson that uh-huh. I always hear them uh, talk about there was a he got caught on camera lifting his dog up by the ears. Oh, he, God. And so people always would give him shit about that. Or he, uh, there was another thing that he said he used to t- uh, take a dump in the White House with the uh, door open while he's talking to his administration and everything. And they would just be hearing him shitting in <sighs> oh, there. Oh, God, So they dude. kept that part in with Lee Schreiber's, like, in there shitting. And you hear him farting and yeah. shit. And he's, he's barking orders at people. And then he's pulling his pants up and not washing his hands. It was, uh, it was hilarious, man, to see. That's funny, It though. was an epic movie. And uh, Oprah played his wife in I, did Forrest Whitaker win an award? Uh, he might have won the I award. I think he for it. Won, yeah. won an award for it. I, I wouldn't uh, doubt it. It was a really, really good movie. I'll see if I, I can. The only that. other movies we didn't mention on here, The January Man, very obscure. A lot of people haven't heard about it, but what was great I've about it. I've heard of it, but I don't uh, know it. Kevin Klein and uh, Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio uh, were in it. And uh, the reason that was a great one for Alan Rickman is he played a gay guy in it. It was like one of the first times he kind of played a gay guy, and it kind of was reminiscent to what he was doing in Die Hard. You know, when he he was when he changed his accent like that, you you got moments of him that he he could possibly have been gay or something, right. and that's almost the same voice he used in January Man. Yeah, it doesn't look. Um... I think we named all the good ones here. Alice in Wonderland is the other one, and I'm trying to think who we played in Alice in Wonderland. I know we played one of the major like weird characters and everything, but I can't remember who it was. I can't either. Cause I it... watched it. It was all right. That yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I like the original cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking. There was a TV version of it that it's hard to get. It's like forty dollars. You could probably get it just on VHS that uh-huh. my uh, friend Sarah had. She used to watch it every year, and the cast was like Sammy Davis Jr. was uh, was somebody in it who played. Um, Ringo Starr played the hookah smoking caterpillar. Really? So it was like the who's who of like 1972 starring in like a TV movie of Alice Wonderland. It was yeah. fun to watch just to see all these old people in it, but it was cool. Alan Rickman. I think later today, instead of watching Die Hard, I'm going to watch Die Hard 2. There you go. No, no love. love given to Die Hard 2, man. Yeah, dude, and I fucking good, love bro. Die Hard 2. I, especially the, the twist with the clips. Oh, God. I, I saw it in the movie theater with like, my father and both my brothers. All uh, four of us were in the theater in like the afternoon up north and everything like shortly after Christmas. Because I remember asking my cousins, is there a lot of swearing in this movie? Because my dad's taking us all to see it and I don't want him to freak out. And, yeah. and my cousin's like, it's Die Hard. It's movie, fucking dude. Die Hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess we're just gonna go with it. Yeah. <laughs> if a movie was cool enough, my father uh, forgave yeah. anything that was in it. Yeah. So you just better have. Because I remember that feeling the same way when we were gonna watch Predator together, and I remember calling my cousin and asking him the same question. I think he gave the same answer. It's Predator, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next guy, and he's got the 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 least amount of uh, movie credits under his name, which is still a shitload uh, for actors these days. And this is the the great young Jesse Plemons, man. Yeah. Love Jesse Plemons. I I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm looking at his picture here. Everyone he, thinks know. he looks like uh, Matt Damon's brother. 
he, he does he a little bit. He got mistaken for Matt Damon like half of his younger career. Now that he's older and people know who he is, it's a little different. Like there's, there's certain movies on here, I don't even remember who he played in it, but uh, a, a good chunk of them I do, and I loved him in all these movies. Probably my favorite thing he's been in is probably Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Black Mass, he was so good. Me and Dave just recently talked about it. And uh, uh, there's a couple of really great scenes with him where he just plays this South Bosty thug who gets wrapped up with uh, Whitey Bulger, and because he becomes like Whitey Bulger's like right hand man. Really? And it was. Have you ever seen Black Mass? With I have, but I don't remember. Uh, do you remember that? the scene? There was a. I talked about it on the pod too, but I'll talk about it again in case you hadn't heard it. it. There's a great scene where he's working as a bouncer outside the bar, and uh, someone's trying to get in, like uh, somebody who's connected, but he doesn't realize he's connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse Plemons is. is mouthing off to him and says hey you can't come in here you were pissing on the bar last week he says you can't piss on the bar you want to go down the harry's down there piss all over the place out yeah. here so you're not getting in here and then he they get in this brawl and jesse Plemons is taking like three of them on until johnny depp uh comes out and someone says hey you know that's his like brother-in-law or something like that oh, he's shit. like how the fuck was i supposed to know yeah so the next day they went and picked up jesse Plemons. uh-huh and he said, you drive. He throws him the keys. So Jesse Plemons is driving. Johnny Depp's in the back seat. And then the, uh, another guy, associate of theirs is in the uh, passenger seat. And they drive to this. In the whole drive, you think, oh, he's going to kill Jesse Plemons. Yeah. I said he found out what he had done. He's pissed off. And they get to this, like, uh, deserted area. And then Johnny Depp all of a sudden starts punch in the back of the head of the passenger and Jesse Plemons has got this look on his face is like oh shit this yeah. is what I'm here to do yeah. and just starts pummeling the guy and Johnny Depp eventually has to like tell him to fucking stop because yeah. he's pummeling him so hard yeah. and it was such an intense scene Fuck yeah. with him in it man he plays a badass I think the first thing I actually saw him was in Breaking Bad do you remember him in Breaking Bad? Um, I, Did you ever see the uh, series? I saw like the first three seasons. Yeah, he wasn't in it yet. And Towards then I the was end, there was indisposed. A, there was for a great. A few they were always trying to figure out ways to where they could make meth and not get caught. Yeah. And they decided that uh, they were going to tent the house like it was being fumigated uh-huh. and just go inside and make meth inside, and everyone else is going to stay out because it's supposed to be gaseous. Right. In there, so they have like a three-day window and everything. Yeah. And Jesse Plemons worked for the like uh, the shady insecticide company that got them the cover and everything and he worked with them and uh, i don't know what had happened to his character in that but that was probably the first time i saw him yeah unless I think, observe and report observe and report that's what i was gonna say i think i'm most familiar with him from yeah. that it was he was know. great he was on the team yeah <laughs> with oh the two gosh. asian guys yeah oh my gosh he's like if god i lose one he's giving me two of you yeah if i lose one i still have another left <laughs> observe you know? and report that never gets enough love the, uh, in my opinion michael pena michael pena is hilarious great in that movie one of those random like movies you don't expect to see michael pena that Thirty minutes or less is the other one. Oh where yeah, he pops up as like the 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 hitman, the uh, the contra code guy. Oh god, god I dude. Love him in that. Uh, but Jesse Plemons, yeah, I'm glad they gave him like a. Uh, uh, do you ever seen like Mike? I put it on here because I've heard of it. It's With a, uh, Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I saw bits and pieces of it, but I never saw so the whole he must way have had through. A small role in that. Paul. Paul was my least favorite of all the. Uh, is it the Alien movie? Yeah, the Alien yeah. movie. Yeah. It, it was done by that same guy who did Shaun of the Dead, yeah. Worlds End, Hot Fuzz. It was yeah. my least favorite of all. Then I mean, I like that what Seth Rogen did the voice. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Plemons was one of the guys in it. The master now. I can talk some Plemons in this. He played Philip Seymour Hoffman. Females. Philip Seymour Hoffman basically played L. Ron Hubbard. This was the story of L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, interesting. And Scientology. Interesting. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix was all fucked up. And he needed, <laughs> so he was playing himself? Yeah, yeah. He was all <laughs> fucked up. He needed a direction. He ended up finding L. Ron Hubbard. 
and then he became close to him, was on his boat with him, went to all the parties and everything. And uh, Jesse Plemons played the son, which makes sense because if you oh, think wow. of Philip Seymour Hoffman, he does kind of look like he could be his son. Yeah. And there's a great scene where Joaquin is out on the uh, on the terrace just sitting there, and so is Jesse Plemons, and everyone else goes inside. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was out there. And he's just spouting his like Scientology nonsense and everything. And there's a great scene where Jesse Plemons just leans back in his chair, and he looks at Joaquin, he says, you know he's making all this shit up right yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he's crazy yeah. you're buying into it and yeah. everyone's buying into it i said he says he's making all this up as he goes yeah i said he's a science fiction writer and now you got tom cruise and yelling it was at people really really good in that uh bridge of spies he played one of the captured uh i saw uh, that in the theater but like i don't know i i barely remember yeah. even seeing that movie uh, but Hostiles, it was good it was really great and i just saw hostels for the first time that's that the christian one with, bale uh, christian bale mm-hmm. has to transport west duty uh across to, uh, to a different location. Have you seen that trailer for the new Tom Hanks movie where he's taking uh, that I've girl? I've seen very small clips of it. It looks interesting. Yeah, that's well, Tom Hanks. I'm uh, sure it's great. It, yeah, I, I just... It, it's, it's Where's it coming, do we know? I mean, uh, other than the theater. I mean, yeah, probably it's, Amazon. It's got to be going on, on one of the streaming services. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm lucky at that. I have almost... Because I personally have um, uh, HBO and Netflix and my brother-in-law who I have his code. Hey, it's allowed. Uh, <laughs> I have his code for Disney and Amazon, so uh-huh. I have those four platforms. Like nice. Taken. Anything other than that, I, I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, I heard <laughs> you just dumped uh, Hulu. I just did the same, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of the Fubo. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, I thought it was Fubu, but it's Fubo. F-U-B-O. Uh-huh. It's fucking incredible. Really? It's $65 a month, but you can do everything. you got 250, uh, 250 hours of like recording possibilities. The guides are awesome. It looks like cable. Really? Uh, tons of movies and everything and it has like five stations that we didn't have on Hulu the nice. AMC's on there I didn't have AMC oh, so that's, that's where cool. I've been seeing all the holiday movies and I've been catching I caught Elf like twice and I caught like uh, Christmas Story so yeah I watched Scrooge the other night I did too we watched <laughs> we caught like the moment where uh, he was he was seeing the future from then on so, uh-huh. or right after the Carol Kane giving him yeah. raspberries and shit <laughs> yeah. I think is the moment we, we came into it uh, yeah, the only other movies on here, Hostel's great uh, flick with him, The Post. So he's worked with some great uh, directors here. Too, oh, yeah, man. dude. He's I don't got... remember, I've never seen all that game night. Did you see that? Oh, I did. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm thinking of Tag. I didn't yeah, see Game confu- Night. That's, that's Jason funny. Bateman. I confuse both of those two. Yeah, I, I haven't seen either. Of them. I think it's Jason Bateman. Now Vice might be one of my favorite roles with him. He is. I the don't narrator. remember him in that. He's oh. the narrator of it. And remember, he's jogging. Spoiler alert! This is a great spoil uh, to give you, though. But uh, <laughs> so he's narrating this whole thing about. Um, John McCain, not yeah. John McCain, no, uh, uh, Dick Cheney. Yeah, and it's the whole fucked up story of Dick Cheney's life, and it's done in a comical type way, but it's also got its moments of seriousness. And it was such a phenomenal movie; I loved it. And so Jesse Plemons is is telling the story, and every once in a while you'll see him. You'll see him working out at the gym. Yeah, you'll see him jogging down the street, and you're at one point you're wondering how the fuck is Jesse Plemons connected to this story whatsoever? Yeah. And we've already seen John, uh, I did it again. Uh, we already saw Dick Cheney have yeah. like three heart attacks. Right. And then he has one and Jesse Plemons is telling about the heart attack. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, shocked the shit out of the entire audience. Jesse Plemons gets nailed by a car. Okay. And you realize that he is the heart donor that goes into Dick Cheney's uh, chest. Oh, shit, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, that was absolutely ingenious. That's crazy. It's really phenomenally uh, done, and it just shocks me every time I see it. Yeah, I would have totally forgotten about that. Yeah, really, really good. 
God, that's such a good movie, oh, dude. Vice is so good. Man. It was Christian Bale. Yeah, doing Christian that. Bale dude, transformed himself, and it was done by the uh, the big short guy, so it had that yeah. kind of edgy comedy. To and uh, what's his name? Sam uh, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell played Bush. Bush. Oh my awesome. god, awesome! Uh, uh, what's his name? Rumsfeld was played by Steve Carell. Yeah, like, great oh, Steve Carell. Oh my god, dude! I have to watch that movie. Again, yeah, now that that and that is one of those two that I'm like. Damn, I yeah. need to watch that. And that uh, finally, the uh, the Irishman man. I haven't seen it. Scorsese. I haven't seen it. Long man. It's Isn't a, it like three hours yeah, long? It's like three and a half. And see, and it's that, really good though. I, and I'm sure that just it to is. see Joe Pesci do his thing. I, you know, it, it's. I've got some time this weekend. Yeah. I'm off basically till Monday. I might. I might watch. Oh that. man, well, that's you, on should Netflix, de- you should right? definitely watch the uh, 1917 Four versus Ferrari. I let you borrow. Oh yeah, for those, sure, man. Those are guarantee you'll love. Yeah, for sure. Irishman, you might find a little slow, but it's got so many great people and in it. I'd, it's worth. It. I'd be willing to push through it. Yeah, I know? mean, it's a gangster movie. Yeah, ultimately, and uh, it's done really, really well. All right, let's go to the next guy here, Richard Edson. Man, this is one of the ones that people might know might know by his name. You'll definitely know by his face if you Google Richard Edson right now. You go like, oh yeah, I've seen him and I've seen him in probably ten different things. Yeah, the one that I always go to, and you tell me what you go to. It might be the same one, which is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, the valet driver. He's dude. the valet driver that comes over, and uh, Ferris is like, "Do you speak English?" He's, what country do you think this is? Yeah. <laughs> and then him and the uh, the guy from Fletch go on like a, a crazy drive. Yeah. With his was it Corvette? Is it's a Corvette. I love when they're doing the slow mo of yeah, him yeah. jumping I'm it over the hill. They show both their faces. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think of him that. But man, I think of him from Good Morning Vietnam a lot. He's the sound guy that kept losing it. You'd see him laughing. Yeah. And he was yeah. always in the room when they had the meetings yeah. and everything. He was great in that. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Definitely, bro. Uh, I mean, he played one of the Goombas. Him yeah. and Fisher Stevens, that is like the comic duo that should have gotten <sighs> spinoffs. If that was oh done my today, gosh, for they real. would have done a spinoff with those two fools. Yeah, because absolutely. He, that's, he does that very unassuming, goofy kind of guy. Yeah. Very, I, I mean, he's one of those guys that I really like because... He has such a unique look. I don't want to say he looks weird, but he does kind of look weird. Uh, I mean, he looks like it's as weird as like Steve Buscemi looks. You know, he's just got that unique features and everything. And I think people love that in movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you can put a character actor in there that you can spot immediately and be like, oh, that guy's got that look, man. Well, and I, dude, I loved him in Do the Right Thing. He was one of um, Sal's sons. That's right. Yeah, him and John Turturro were brothers. Yeah. Man, they were talking about uh, Do the Right Thing on one of my podcasts the other day because, uh, the guy who, uh, uh, what Giancarlo Esposito is the one of the main villain basically in the the Mandalorian series. He's oh, okay. Like Darth somebody, mm-hmm. and he's got a dark saber and everything. But he's the guy from Do the Right Thing. He's like, hey, why are you getting no brothers on the wall? Oh <laughs> yeah, <sound>. yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Wow. I can't, he had those coke bottle glasses. Yeah, absolutely. And he was awesome, man. Yeah. Do the right thing. And and just to name some of these movies because there's a lot of them I can't actually tell you uh, who he played in all these right. movies. Well, Strange Days, I definitely can. Strange Days, he was. Like the guy who worked on the uh, the the neck things and all the tapes and everything, he was like the tech guy, right? Yeah. In Strange Days, he was really good. But we got him in Desperately Seeking Susan '85, then Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Howard the Duck. <laughs> I recently went back and rewatched it. It's not as good as I remember it being. But it's yeah. still nostalgic as shit. Yeah. Platoon, Platoon, he was good in man. I'm trying to remember I'm who he was. I'm pretty sure in he. I don't. I'm not sure he played a grunt. I want to say that he played one of the kind of not 
higher ups, but just like an assistant to one of the higher ups. But then again, I might just be thinking Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, because I'm trying to think in Platoon that scene where they're down in the bunker and they're all drinking and smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's try- where he would be. I, I, yeah, and I don't recall him yeah. being in there. I'll have to look him up and see if I I uh, can pull an image and see what it looks like. Uh, Eight Men Out. I love Eight Men Out, man. That's another one a lot of people don't know about. That's the true story about the Black Sox, the uh, the nineteen like, yeah twenty or nineteen eighteen. Uh, uh, did they Chicago do, White Sox that did they the World do a Series? couple of, of versions of that? Like was not was, that I know of. Was Ray Liotta shoot? No, he was. That's, that's the, uh, uh, Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams. Yeah, yeah. But there was one. He might have been in this too. Because I remember, I remember like DB Sweeney was in this. Charlie Sheen was. Yeah, in it. yeah. Um, I remember seeing it on HBO when I was yeah. probably like fourteen, something like that. So well, it was really good. It was filled with characters. Yeah, that's the only really reason I know about that yeah. team. It was good. You know, uh, Let It Ride. Let It Ride was great too. He was one of the collectors. That was trying to collect the money from Richard Dreyfus because yeah. Richard Dreyfus kept owing money to everybody. That's right. So I'm he thinking. Was great in that. I'm thinking of uh, what's it like? Once Around or something like that. Once there was Around a, the. Uh, there, there's another Richard Dreyfus movie. Oh yeah, Once Around, man. Yeah. That's a Christmas movie too. Is man. it really? I I, I, I saw been, that in the theater with I my didn't mom. Even know you anyone else besides me had ever seen Once Around. That's yeah. With Holly Hunter, I love Once Around. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the first time it's ever been mentioned on this spot. What's the <laughs> other one with Richard? I know we're off on a tangent. Now. What's, the, what's the other one with Richard Dreyfus and uh, John Goodman where they always uh, always yeah. dude? I love that fucking yeah. movie. I haven't seen that since the theater. Yeah. <laughs> probably saw it in the theater. I own yeah. it. I just haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I got a jury duty on here for him, but I'm sorry about that, dude. <laughs> I love jury duty, man. <laughs> that was when I lost Polly Shore, man. I really? loved him up till that. Wasn't that his last one? No, he did. He sadly did some more after that. Did he? That was one of his last big ones, I suppose. Okay. But, because he did. Uh, he didn't see no man, which but that was put him before on the map. that. Yeah, and see no man, put him on the map. Then son in law, he got huge. That was fucking. Hysterical. And then in the army now, I still loved him and everything. <laughs> and then too. jury duty was almost unwatchable. No, it was man. the and that's I mean, why I said I thought that was like yeah. the last of his. Uh, he was in Starsky and Hutch. I wonder who he played in Starsky and Hutch. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen it. That's oh, decent, dude. Yeah, With Ben Stiller yeah, and ben Stiller. Uh, I like Owen those Wilson, two guys. Luke yep. Wilson, one of the Wilsons. Owen. Yeah, yeah. And then three from hell. I totally forget what he was. I only, I I've only seen it since we saw it in the theater. I don't recall that at all. Uh, so I'll have to look back, but I love that uh, that would, White Zombie put him White Zombie. Rob Zombie. <laughs> I love that Rob Zombie put him in it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right, this is one of Dave's big guys right here, man. I love this guy. Yeah, I'm going to have to look him up. This guy is famous for being on screen for 20 seconds in half these movies. Man. And then dying? No, no. He's, he usually almost always plays a military guy because he's a military guy in real life. He's one of those okay. guys. It, it's almost sim- He's got a similar career as the guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket, uh-huh. uh, Arlie Emery. Yeah. He just he started as a technical guy and people loved his look and loved his voice that they just started giving him roles. And so this is the uh the brilliant Dale Die. If you look up his uh his picture uh Dale D A L E and D Y E. 87 credits, man, and some big movies here. I mean, these movies are huge. I mean, oh, look yeah, at this dude. list here, man. Yeah. And I can just go through the list and we can talk about some of them and I uh, there's certain ones I remember more than others, so Here's the list of, like, 16 that I got here for Dale Die: Invaders from Mars, Platoon, Casualties of War, Born on the Fourth of July, Always. What? <laughs> Look at that. J- JFK, Under Siege, Guarding Tess, Natural Born Killers, The Puppet Masters, Outbreak, Sergeant Bilko, Mission Impossible, Starship Troopers, Saving Private Ryan, and Rules of Engagement. Yeah. Damn, man. That's a good fucking list of movies now, right last there, night, dude. Yesterday, I was going through this list, and I was trying to—I was like, I'm going to watch a movie— 
on this list mm-hmm. uh, just for somebody, and it was a Dale Dye movie, mm-hmm. and I picked The Puppet Masters from 1984, uh, 1994, sorry. Uh-huh. And I used to love this movie, and I was one of the only ones, but I was a sucker for, like, cheesy-ass uh, sci-fi. Do you remember this movie? No, I, I remember Puppet yeah, Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People confuse it all the time with Puppet Masters. Now, no puppets in this. <laughs> <laughs> no Nazi puppets. <laughs> but this had Donald Sutherland. It had the, uh, you know, the brunette from Doc Holliday? She, yeah, and Tommy Boy. Yeah, she was in Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. She was the main uh, girl in it. Michelle. And then it was an unknown actor who looked just like uh, the guy from Wings, the older brother from Wings. Yeah, uh, Stephen Daly or uh, uh, something Daly. I can't remember. But it was all. It was basically. Um, it was almost the same story as Invader from Mars. In, the spaceships crashed here and they were like these weird stingray looking creatures and the barb would go in the back of your neck and it would cling onto your back. Interesting. So the only way you could see it is if you made someone take their shirt off or yeah. you pulled down the back of their collar and it would take over people's bodies and they all had this like one uh, mind. Mm-hmm. So they were all trying to just uh, repopulate or, or like take over everyone in the town and Donald Sutherland's leaving the group trying to take him out and it was exciting man and it had like some low key shit but it was a lot of it had to deal with like the thing like who is infected who's not infected right. and when someone acted different uh, they sh- they first realized it where um, the girl from Tommy Boy is wearing like a low cut dress and every she starts meeting these uh, teenagers who are like averting their eyes when she's purposely leaning over to get their attention and everything. He says, you see that? Doesn't that seem weird to you? Yeah. And, and everything. And uh, they realized that it was, it was just like one of the many tells that they had that they uh-huh. were infected and everything. So yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But he played it, obviously he played a military guy. He plays a military guy. In everything? In, in almost every single one of these yeah. movies. I mean, he's just really good at it. And he's got that great voice. Probably his biggest and his best ones on here are both Platoon and Casualties of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Platoon, he played the guy in the woods. It was at the end, towards the last third of the movie, where they're all getting berated by uh, yeah. gunfire. Yeah. Remember, they start like shooting on their own on on their own position. Yeah, uh, and he's the one that's screaming into the thing uh, into the. Uh, uh, to, to the radio, the radio, yeah. and trying to communicate things, and then he he puts it down. He's, it's one hell of a war. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was, that's, that's right. But Casualties of War is probably the best moment he ever had, and the most dialogue I think anyone's ever given him. Really good dialogue too. So it's Brian De Palma, really great. If you don't know the Casualties of War, real upbeat movie <laughs> uh, about uh, what was it uh, Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn, and uh, John C. Riley, and uh, John Lacazamo, and there's like one more oh, wow. person who they. Uh, they kidnap this uh, this like fifteen year old Vietnamese girl, take her on this mission with her, and then uh, Sean Penn and the and two of the other guys rape her like oh, repeatedly. Fuck. And Michael J. Fox is the one guy that says, "I am not fucking cool with this. I am yeah. not cool with this. This is bullshit." And the other guys are saying, "You got to do it. You got to do it." Oh. I'm like I'm not doing it, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. Is if you got to do it, I'm not gonna do anything. And so that happens, and they get back. And uh-huh. then Michael J. Fox is like, "There's no fucking way he's gonna get away with this." So he goes to his. Uh, and what makes it difficult is Sean Penn saved Michael J. Fox's life at like uh. the beginning of the movie, pulled him out of a foxhole right before he got killed. Oh, wow. And uh, so he goes to Dale Dye, who's his superior, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently the, it had already gone to him. He reviewed it, and he just kind of pushed it off. So Michael J. Fox came at him. He says, I can't believe you're not doing shit about this. And Dale goes into a rant about it, and he's, he says, this, these guys are uh, going under so much pressure. He says, he saved your life, and now you're going to ruin his life yeah. uh, over some uh, person you don't even know. Yeah, war is and, a fucked up uh, place to yeah, be. And man. he just is screaming at him, and Michael J. Fox is just stand, standing strong and says, I don't believe it. And, but it, 
they really gave Dale the opportunity to scream in Michael J. Fox's face, and it was awesome to watch. Um, yeah, it, I mean, he basically played that same role in all these. Man, yeah, Outbreak. He played one of the one of the soldiers of the. Uh, um, he was one of the more commanding officers, yep. I think. Starship Troopers, I don't remember him from, but man, I love him. Yeah, Starship I, and I Troopers. would think I would remember him from that, but I yeah. I don't. He He's a classic example of a perfect character actor that you can see his face and you hear his voice and you recognize him and you don't know who the hell he is or, or what his but story is. But you know, is. yeah, you know you've seen him a million times. Uh, and like I said, it, it's similar to Arlie Emery, who we just came in there. And there's been some other people like that, like the guy from... Um, uh, the chief of police in Beverly Hills Cop went on to do a whole bunch of different shit, and he was the real guy. Uh-huh. You know, he just was great. He came on as a technical advisor, and uh, the producers saw him yelling at a whole group of people, right. and they were like, "That's our yeah. guy. <laughs> Put him in the movie, man." And I think that's Dale Die. So yeah, it's eighty-seven flicks, man, still going strong. That's crazy. All right, let's see what else we got here. Oh, this is another guy. I'm telling you, this is a great list for people that don't rec- know the names, but will definitely recognize. The face. And this was one of them, too. 50 Flicks from Michael Rispoli. That's awesome. Michael Rispoli's awesome, man. And I, there's several movies that my mind goes to immediately. Where do you go? Uh, Rounders. Rounders is yeah. number one? Yeah. yeah. He's like the collector, man. Who yeah, becomes Grandma. Like, he, what's his name? Grandma. Grandma. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. So he's the one that's basically going back and forth with Ed Norton through the whole movie just trying. Because he takes over kind of like... Ed Norton's debts yeah. while Ed Norton's in prison. And right? runs the juice up while he's in jail. Oh, God, and, man. He's, yeah. He plays that scumbag. I mean, he doesn't always play a scumbag, too, which is what's great about him. A lot of times he plays, like, that lovable character. Yeah. Because I automatically go to Death to Smoochie. Right. Man. He was one of the funniest things about Death to Smoochie. Yeah. If you're, if you're all right with making fun of uh, aging boxers with head injuries. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> it, which, there was... Uh, Death of Spooky was one of Danny DeVito's uh, most brazen, wonderful movies. It was where great, he just though. didn't give a shit, man. Yeah, and also one of the best Robin Williams movies where you get to see Robin Williams go oh, full yeah. psychotic. It's Rainbow something or other. Uh, yeah, Rainbow Randy. Ra- Randy Rain- Rainbow. Yeah. Or, damn, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Man. Oh God, it's such a weird movie, man. I'm gonna go on Safari. <laughs> safari. <laughs> he does the elephant noise, which I won't do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he. Uh, that was the story of like. Uh, it was kind of like the Barney, the fucked up Barney. Yeah. And absolutely. the life of one of those uh, those in the costume little kids, uh, TV programs, and uh, and Michael Respoli played Moochie. He played Moochie, who's yeah. an ex-boxer who's just really familiar around the neighborhood. And he has yeah. his own restaurant. His uh, and he's and super his sister, sweet, too. super sweet. He yeah. just goes around to tables and says hi. And his sister is like in the mob. Yeah, like, and owns the restaurant and uh, so it just lets him go. I, I love when he's like, "All right, I gotta go. I gotta go take a dump." <laughs> 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 to all the customers and everything, all the time. And so, just to be nice to him, they invite him on the show yeah. to play. Uh, Smoochie's like cousin Moochie, Moochie yeah. and they gave him his own suit and everything and he had like a friggin blast yeah. with it man it was oh. so great until he got taken out yeah <laughs> someone mistook him for a Smoochie yeah oh, that's a funny random movie that a lot of people oh, haven't it's seen it's dark but, too yeah. bro uh, he's done a bunch of good movies here, man. Snake Eyes. A lot of times he's playing the Goomba. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. he's got that look. He's got that Italian look. He, he played that that kind of character in The Summer of Sam. Um, I loved him in Kick Ass, man. He was great in Kick Ass. I'm trying to think of who he was in Mister Three Thousand. Yeah, he must have been. I wonder. I wanted to think that he 
he must have been Bernie Mac's agent or something like that. Yeah, he wasn't on the team, was he? No, he, he couldn't, couldn't have been, been on, on the team. team. He might have been one of the managers, actually. Maybe. He could have been. I'll have to look that up. Uh, Snake Eyes, he was great. Vol- uh, Volcano, the juror to die for. Uh, while you were sleeping, I put that on here just because, uh, well, it was a big movie. But I actually have fondness for it because I worked at the video store and we were forced to play it on uh, <laughs> on loop every yeah. once in a while. And uh, I got to memorize half the dialogue. In it. I'm not sure I know it now. I haven't seen it since then. Uh, Above the Rim, man, I haven't seen forever. Man. I don't remember That's, him in Above the Rim. I don't remember him in it either. He must have been young, man. Uh, Night in the City is another one. I cannot find that on DVD and it pisses me off probably more than any other DVD I own or, or don't own is The Night in the City. Now, it's a remake of an old-school flick, but this one, he, he must have been a boxer in, in this, too, because he was a, uh, it was a boxing story. It starred uh, De Niro, Jessica Lange, Jack Warden, uh, Alan King. It was a uh, De Niro played like this shady uh, promoter who ended up getting this mob boss's brother killed, so he was like on the run through half the movie trying to scheme his way out of it and everything. It was a fantastic flick that I cannot find anywhere. I don't remember him in Pain and Gain. Oh, he played the uh, the Porn King. Oh, (laughs) okay, that's right. He played the Porn King, man. Some great stuff where the the dumbasses in Pain and Gain played by The Rock, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, and Anthony Mackie Mackie, uh, try to diversify with another scam because the kidnapping... uh, uh, our our buddy Monk yeah. d- didn't really uh, pan out as well, so oh, they accidentally get him killed. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg throws him, hits him with like a a barbell or something, and he falls on like a glass table and kills himself. Uh-huh. Then they have to kill his wife. Oh, that's uh, right. And yeah. then that the wife is the one whose hands they got to cut off and that burn in the barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so they had to pull Michael God, Rispoli's teeth out. Such and everything. a fucking and great movie. It is so great. My mom watched it, loved it. Yeah, loved it. yeah. And as as a reminder, just to, just to tell you, this is still based on a true <laughs> yeah. story. Like, oh my god, dude. Uh, Kickass, he was great. He worked for uh, he worked for that main guy that was uh, uh, the Red Mist's father, yeah. who was the bad guy. So he was in a lot of those scenes uh, with him as like his uh, his right hand man. Uh, I love the Rum Diary. I wish I could talk about it, but. I only saw it once. I saw it once, and I remember loving it. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, this was way better than I thought it was, because yeah, I read the it got, book. It got terrible reviews. Yeah, it got really bad reviews. I just remember thinking, like, well, I, this was better than I thought it yeah, would be. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I read the book. It was a, uh, I think it was a Hunter Thompson book. Yeah. And this was when uh, Johnny Depp was huge fans with Hunter Thompson and wanted to play him in everything. Yeah. And he played him differently, obviously, than he did in Fear and Loathing. He was yeah. a lot more kind of just, it, he wasn't that character. He was just the writer who went down to, like, Jamaica something and all the crazy shit that him and Michael Raspoli got in together. Right. They were like best friends and they hung out together and they got fucked up on weird drugs and yeah. stuff. And it was fun, man. I yeah. have to rewatch it though. We all do that this weekend too. All right. Next guy. Also, very unique looking man. You'll know exactly who it is. I think he wins the uh, the most movies on the list. 151, yeah. man. Yeah. And that's the fabulous Julian Zanz. Warlock. Warlock. That's yeah. where you go? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. I always go... Uh, well... I can't wait to talk about one of these movies on here. All right. <laughs> I agree with you. Warlock is really the first place I go because I like the first. Uh, I don't even know how many they made. The first two were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The first two were really good. Arguably, the second one was even better than the first one. I vaguely remember. Like, I, I mean, I remember the, both stories, but I remember, don't really remember which one was which. Yeah. One you know? of them was with the boy and one of them was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the girl was the second one. That's the one I liked the most. Me too. Uh, that was the one where the guy, you know, the guy from. Um, 
the thing that they stuck the paddles in his chest and his head fell off. Yeah. He was in Warlock, and he had a uh, cockroach in a box, uh-huh. and it was supposed to rattle when he was close to the That's Warlock. That's right, yeah. Remember, he's in, the, he's in the elevator, and the box starts going crazy yeah. and everything. And then when the elevator opens, his brains are, like, splattered all over the place. Oh, God. It was really good. I love the, the beginning of number two is when he gets... He's like in a comet or something. He gets thrown through some woman's window in like a New York like high rise apartment, mm-hmm. and then he basically grows on the floor oh, like wow. a slug, almost like Poltergeist two style. Yeah, and then just comes out, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" Um, I loved him, man. I probably the first thing I saw him in was Vibes, though, and I always loved him in. I've vibes. still never seen that. That's oh, the, so funny. Chris, uh, uh, Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, and uh, the Columbo, mm-hmm. and they all got to go to like South America to look for this thing, and uh, Julian Sands is kind of a recruit of psychics and everything, and he turns out to be the bad guy, and he's kind of after the evil stuff. The Killing Fields was probably the first movie I... It's the first. I didn't see it in the order on here for sure. I saw Killing Fields later in life, and I really, really enjoy it. And I'm not sure who he plays in it. Rectophobia, we all remember him from. Oh yeah, that absolutely. might be the easiest thing to mention yeah. for people. He is that like, and he's got that great accent, man. We haven't oh, mentioned yeah. his accent. Absolutely, it's like Swedish or something. I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's like blonde, blonde. Yeah, Julian Sands. He's always uh, been that way, and he's got a very unique voice. And uh, he really added some serious credibility to arachnophobia. He played the spider expert, basically. You know, he's from the UK. Oh, he's from the UK. Yeah. yeah. He just got a great voice. Uh, and he definitely can play. I mean, in The Girl in the Dragon Tattoo, he played a, uh, uh, a Scandinavian uh, descent, which makes sense. He does. He's screaming it. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at him, at least. Uh, but arachnophobia, he's like the spider expert, man. Yeah. He, he was the one that was at the expedition at the beginning. And they found him. Yeah. And, like, he was the spider expert, yeah. but I don't think he makes it through. Well, he's... Uh, he was at the beginning of the movie, and then they had to see him at the uh, towards the end of the movie. Remember that he was the guy they finally uh, went to. They sent him pictures, and he's like, "Wow, you guys have one of my South American spiders, and it should never have been there." Yeah. And how did it get there? And they realized that the guy that was uh, one of the photographers on his expedition was from that was his hometown. Yeah. And they're like, "Holy fuck!" And he died in uh, South America, and so they, they transported the, his coffin with the spider. And in the it. spider sucked him dry the yeah, whole way there. Yeah, sucked him dry. Dude, I forgot about that God, scene too, dude. And then they have the whole, obviously, the other spider took place in, like, the uh, Jeff Daniels uh, barn yeah, and everything. Oh, God, oh, it was such dude. a fun movie. Yeah, it really was, dude. I mentioned it on the pod before, but uh, chances are a lot of people don't listen to every episode. So no, I, that one of my fondest memories of seeing it in the movie theater, there's mm-hmm. two movies I've seen in the movie theater where I heard screams louder than anything I've ever witnessed before. And one of them was Scream 2, and the other one was Arachnophobia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it just depends on the time of day you go in the audience. If oh, there's yeah. a lot of teenagers there, holy fuck, they'll freak yeah. out. I went with my buddy Tree and saw it in the movie theaters. And, I mean, dude, what year did this 90. come out? 90. Yeah, so, what, yeah, I, 90. Was, I was 9 or 10. Yeah, I was 15. You know? I was yeah. probably 14, not and, 15 yet. And I remember us being so excited. You know when John Goodman steps out oh, yeah, and he's man. got both things. Oh, he's yeah. all stacked out in his gear, you yeah. know. And I remember us literally in the theater going, Goodman, Goodman, <laughs> Goodman, and like, oh, we still laugh about that to this day. Like, that's one of us just yeah. start shouting at everyone. Yeah, time. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. I, he was one of the great shining points of that movie too, John Goodman. Man, he, he was that comic relief. Oh yeah, and, dude. Who knew his shit too? He was like one spider. I doubt it. I used to know a guy that got uh, in a nest of black widows. And yeah, he, and he lives. So. I, I remember he's looking for the spider, and he's like putting his hand behind the toilet, oh, and God, the spider's yeah. like two inches from his fucking hand. It's weird right. how this, that movie bothers more people than Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, Julian Sands, he was in Naked Lunch, which at, at some point he decided to do some weird fucking movies. And Naked Lunch is, is certainly the weirdest you could possibly do. That's a very strange David Cronenberg movie that I couldn't couldn't re- recommend to most people out uh-huh. there. It's, it's a difficult movie to watch. The next movie on that list, and I can't wait to talk about because it should be in my mail either uh, today oh, or, nice. or Saturday. And I, I watched this movie from the beginning. And this was called Boxing Helena. And I think I talked about it on the pod once, but I'll refresh everyone's memories if you <laughs> don't remember the story. This movie is fucked up, and most people haven't seen it. But it's it's not fucked up like it's unwatchable fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoyable, and it's I very remember strange. the cover is him standing over a woman like in a box. Laying in a box. Yeah, and but it's, it's like open on her side yep. so you can see that she's in there. Absolutely. It's, yeah. a, it's a very appropriate name for a movie but not from that image for sure uh-huh. and it's basically him and Sherilyn Finn and Sherilyn Finn got famous for Twin Peaks which makes sense why she was in this because this was directed by uh, who's uh, David Lynch's daughter oh, so David Lynch who's done tons of fucked up movies Elephant Man uh, Eraserhead uh, all the Twin Peaks Dune a whole slew of uh, messed up movies uh, and so his daughter, apparently the uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree because. <laughs> so Julian Sands is a is a brilliant surgeon who's obsessed with Sherilyn Finn. Mm-hmm. They go out together, <clears throat> loves her, wants to marry her. She doesn't want anything to do with him. After a while, she comes over to his house one day. She's about to leave town, go to the airport. Mm-hmm. She forgets her like purse over there a couple nights before. She's coming back. She's like, I want to tell you to face. I don't want anything to do with you. you yeah. Creep me out. Yeah. Freak me out. I don't want anything to do with you. And, Every, and it's you're going to die now. And then she leaves the house and she gets smashed and uh, hit by a car in the front uh, in the front driveway as she turns around to say one more word to him. Just oh, gets shit. Pummeled. Yeah. So he brings her into back into the house. He's uh-huh. a brilliant surgeon. Uh-huh. He amputates her arms and legs. Oh, fuck. And he keeps her torso... On like the mantle, oh. or sometimes on the coffee table, on the table. Oh and everything. my god! And it, it's just her. He makes special shirts for her, so it sews up. So it just uh, just looks like a torso, a talking torso head. Oh my god! And he brushes her hair, and she screams and yells at him and everything. And during the whole movie, Bill Paxton plays her boyfriend, who's looking for her. Oh wow! And at some point. When he busts in at the end of the movie and sees her sitting there, just to see Bill Poxton's face of what the fuck is oh happening my God, here was dude. absolutely brilliant. Man. I bet it was a good movie, man. It was it was good. It was weird. Yeah. You, you definitely don't expect. I'll I'll watch the the reveal <laughs> YouTube clip of him walking in the room. Oh and my I, and God, I'll get all great. the rest of the movie just from that. It's, it's like, so great, man. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he played a complete scumbag in Leaving Las Vegas, man. He played the uh, the pimp. That oh, like, really? fucked up Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is a difficult role. And I've seen him play Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how the, the fake Warlock thing does not compare to like a real life situation. Oh, yeah. Of, of a easy, evil, either a crazy surgeon or a pimp that's yeah. beating the prostitute. Yeah. A lot more scared of him then. I remember Ocean's 13. It's great that I he's remember, in it, I, I but I only remember it, the first one. I remember it, but I don't remember what he did in it. Do you like all th- three of those? I do, yeah. yeah. Um, one was clearly the best? I mean... Or you, it could be either or. It could be either or. I'll I think, have to go back I think 11 was probably my favorite. Yeah. 12 was really good, though, yeah, and I, I remember 13... I remember saying to myself after watching 13 that, like... That was probably my least favorite of the three. Interesting. You know? And I haven't seen the re- reboot either with the ladies. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I heard it's good, though. All right, next guy. Love this guy. Yeah. Man. One of the funniest stand-up comics. He made uh, a career out of a whole bunch of different great franchises. Here, oh, yeah. Man. And t- mainly two of them, but he's so great, is uh, 
the great Michael Epps. Definitely. 72 Flicks, man. Also very unique. Uh Probably my favorite thing with him is next Friday. Yeah. I mean, as Day Day, man. She'd be knowing about all the bootleg snacks. All, before they hit the streets. <laughs> Look, it doesn't even have the wrapper on it. You can get they, to it quicker. They got a Twinkie that's filled with cream, <laughs> and when you bite into it, it just explodes oh. in your mouth. It is delicious. <laughs> this is why you don't hang out with black people. We live rough. We live raw. <laughs> they tans, but I keep them clean, though. I, I go back and forth, man, because it's hard to beat Chris Tucker as Smokey. Oh, yeah, But dude. if you have to... Not have him. Yeah. I mean, Michael Epps as Day Day is so great. I, I mean, they could I go back and forth because I love he made next Friday for me. Oh, yeah. Dude. Absolutely. And they could still do the last Friday. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I bet they will. Uh, what, too. John Witherspoon wouldn't be in it anymore. You know, he's not with us anymore. But and I guess neither would Bernie Mac. Or but Tony. like, oh, yeah. Or fucking Debo. Or Tommy. I call him Tony again. Tiny. Last, uh, just, tiny. just call him Tiny. Just call him Tiny. That's yeah. the easiest way. Um, yeah, so they have definitely lost some. Ah, that cast, sucks, but, man. I mean, you got the two main guys, and that's kind of what the most important is. And that's all can, anybody really yeah, wants to see. I yeah. mean, sure, absolutely. Michael Epps, fucking fantastic. In I thought I was going to like All About the Benjamins more, and it wasn't bad. It was all It's right. just really dated. I went yeah. back to rewatch it, and I was like, yeah. Is that him and Martin Lawrence? No, it's him and Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Okay. Oh, no, that's Ice right. No, Ice T. Wait. No, it's no, Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. It's Ice Cube, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was basically a, a a Friday reboot with them doing something else. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though. What was the one with? Um... I loved him in How High. Oh my God, that's I don't the, remember him. I'd be pimping since been pimping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Baby powder. Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Every time he said something big, his friend next to him would throw baby powder. Yeah. <laughs> and he played like a. Was he a drug dealer or a pimp? I think he might have been both. He might have been both, but he God, was he definitely was so a pimp. I just his rants. Pimp down. Man. No, that's Cat Williams. Yeah, <laughs> his rants were so great. Oh, he's I great. I just at watched that. the uh, the the Christmas Friday that had Cat Williams in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, playing the pimp and Terry Crews. And Terry Crews, man. I think that was probably Terry Crews' first movie. Probably, and he was creepy in it too. Oh you were my like, God, you were dude. like, oh man, I don't know if he's gonna rebound from this. And I mean, and he has fantastically. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah for sure. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, though, man, that Resident Evil franchise took oh. Michael Epps to the next level, man. Yeah. He wasn't in the first one, but I think every one after that he was, he was in. Because I remember saying he was in every one, but yeah. I was mistaken. He wasn't in the first one. But it's hilarious. He dies in every one of them. <laughs> but in the next one, there he is there all he is. over again. Like, and It's great. It's fucking great. I have great. to rewatch. I remember like, I own the first three, and I think that's where I kind of left off. I mean, there might have been good ones after that. And yeah. I, I have heard rumors that they're going to come out with a new one. Yeah. Which I mean, I have no problem with them doing these I like reboots. The fran- yeah, I like the franchise. As long as you have a fresh script, and it, it almost makes more sense to me than instead of putting one a new one out every uh, two years, mm-hmm. wait 10 years and do a reboot where these characters are older and wiser. Yeah. I, I love the idea. I mean, it doesn't always work. I mean, you look at the Terminator uh, with uh, Linda Hamilton, the newer one and everything, but yeah. I still haven't seen it, but I hear it's, nah, it's all it's right. A, it's yeah, all it's right. all right. You know, I mean, um, if you're a fan of the of the franchise, then you can, you can say that was good, but yeah. if like... If you're not really a Terminator fan, you'd be like, yeah, yeah it wasn't that great, yeah. you know. Uh, other ones, Michael Epps, uh, The Honeymooners, man, that was a big one for them. Wow, I, think I it was forgot him about and, uh, that. He played Ed Norton. He played the Norton character. Who was his, uh, I think who it was played Cedric. Ralph? I think it was Cedric. It was. Yeah, Cedric yeah. the Entertainer wow. played him, man. It wasn't bad. I mean, it, it, I forgot about that. Most people, uh, unless you're uh, me who watches old shit or our parents' generation, most of these younger people don't even know what the fuck. Yeah, oh yeah, I used to watch is. it with my mom. I mean, hello, mo- ball. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Address the ball. <laughs> hey, Norton. Yeah. Uh, the Hangover. Who's he in The Hangover, man? He's um, Wrong Doug. Who is that? Remember they 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 think that um, uh, 
what's his name, Ken Jeong. Yeah. They think that he kidnapped, mm-hmm. was it Doug or Dave or something like that? Okay. And he's he's the ecstasy dealer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and, but they kid they kidnapped the wrong guy. They're friends on the roof. They don't fucking realize yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. think that uh, Ken Jeong has right. him because they both have the same yeah. name. That's and when they, they open the, the, the trunk. Is that with him when he comes out naked or is that yeah. the two? Well, I always confuse the first two. It's the first one. Okay. Um, when Ken Jeong comes out naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But then they have the meeting in the desert where they're mm. supposed to bring him the money. That's right. And um, they, yeah, I know, a little, little breezy here today. Um and they think they're getting back their friend Doug, but it's another Doug, and it's Michael Epps, and he's the one. He's with them for a good portion huh. of the movie. After I'll that. have to rewatch the first Hangover. I like the first one. I thought the first one was good. Did you ever get to see Uncle Drew? I know you wanted to. For Uncle a while. Drew, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know who he played in that, but I never did get to see it. Damn, I don't and remember that was it a sh- either. That was a show based on like a commercial. Yeah, wasn't it? dude, off That's a Pepsi so commercial. Like, see, I still have hopes for that Crocodile Dundee. Uh, movie oh, I'm then. so glad you brought that <laughs> up. Funny. Did you see um, Paul Hogan's getting a TV show? Really? It's going to be called like. Um, Does he even look like? Uh, Could you tell it was Paul Hogan? I mean, you can, but you got to look. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Unless he's wearing his Australian garb. Yeah, but th- that's Is basically... Is he holding up a big knife next yeah, to his Yeah. Um, it's called, like... Um, got to look. Yeah. <laughs> he's in there. You I see him in there. I think he ate Paul Hogan. got to find him. He ate Paul Hogan for yeah, the 80s. Yeah. Um... But no, it's called like the Fantastic Mr. Dundee or something like oh, that. Oh, so he's playing Mick no, Dundee. Well, no, he's playing Paul Hogan, who's basically known for being Crocodile Dundee. Oh, it's interesting. So it's like a, uh, well, we're going to be talking about yeah, Exactly, Davis yeah. Here. It's, it's, Seriously, I think it's yeah. going to be along those lines. I That's just funny. heard about it a couple of days hey, ago. I'm all about that clever kind of Yeah, uh, dude, thing, I'll totally check yeah. it out. I just, I don't even know if it's going to be in huh. like an American series or yeah. what, but I, I just happened the other day to fucking see that. And Dolomite. Dolomite was great, man. And what I've was he in twice, that? Man. I've watched it twice, and I can't tell you who he was. I can't tell you I think you he either. was in a small, small role. I'm wondering if he was one of the stand-ups when, uh, when he was trying to do, uh, go through his stand-up career. Could have been. Career. Yeah. Because I can't think of him in any other... He wasn't on the crew. No. No, I don't think he was I on the crew I don't remember him being a major role in there. Hmm. I love him, man. I would, I'm would. i totally holding out. I, I would almost bet money that they're going to make another Friday. I fucking... There's no, there's no reason for them not to. Why not? Yeah. People would love to have it, and uh, and you've got a whole. I mean, it's new, all about Cube, and, doing and it. yeah, but I mean, you've got a whole new generation of people you can. Fucking, oh shit, yeah, man! And they'll go back and watch and buy and stream all the old franchise yep. stuff. Yep. Just and there's make, a lot of young black comedians, stand-up guys oh that would love God. to come out and do. Dude, that I mean, imagine if they got like Kevin Hart in there, yeah. and like you know, if they did like Barbershop, but they went or, back uh, and did Friday. Was it Roy Woods Jr.? Uh, do you know that stand-up? Uh, the not, name's familiar. Uh, He's been. I've been seeing him all the time lately because he's been on. Uh, they got him to. He, his stand-up's hilarious, but they got him to be on Comedy Central. They're doing like this crazy uh, South Park marathon. Oh, really? And he is like the guy talking between the commercials. Oh no! Dressed shit. up in like Santa suits, sitting sitting at home eating chips and watching South Park and huh. everything. And he's funny, man. Hey, you you might recognize if you pulled him up. He's really funny. Do you hear? Uh, uh, Phase on Love is uh, suing Universal. Really? Yeah. Over what? So, you know, he was in that movie, The Couples Retreat. With, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Vince Couples Vaughn. Retreat, yeah. yeah. Um, well, apparently, overseas, they took him and the female actor, like, you know, yeah, yeah. African American. Yeah. 
They took them off the poster completely. Really? And and he said the reason he's doing this lawsuit now is because he didn't know oh, until now. Yeah. And because I know they did that with uh, our guy from Force Awakens. Yeah, I was they gonna say that. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and so he's he's suing Universal. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I mean. That's no, fucked up, man. It's fucked up, man. Right. I mean, you got to stand up for your cast and your crew and your poster, man. Yeah. And that's why this, from what I heard, there was, I wanted to say it was Japan or China won't allow anything with ghosts in it. Any movies won't, can't get released there because they have uh, problems with uh, uh, the life after kind of interesting ghosts. i wonder if they've changed that but i know 10 years ago that was the well, case what country did the grudge come from yeah that was japan so it must have been china so it must be china yeah then. it might be china or yeah. it could be yeah no i think china is probably what it was yeah. michael epps man really Fucking good great dude. this next guy man this is my childhood right here man i love this guy man he's so great and he's still around with us too but i think he's just enjoying his retirement now for a while there he went and was like a uh, a political uh Correspondent, but luckily yeah. he's smart enough, he stayed the fuck hidden. Yeah, uh, and this is the great Charles Grodin. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, and talk about somebody who made a career out of being grumpy and annoyed. <laughs> yeah. if, if you wanted that, I don't know if you ever remember the old uh, Johnny Odd Carson, oh, okay. the old Johnny Carson Tonight Show with him and uh, Charles Grodin and him had a thing going. Where I they, remember you it talking was, about it. Was this. very similar to the Matt Damon Jimmy Kimmel thing. Yeah, where they they fake fight all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is with uh, Charles Grodin and, and Johnny. He I'll would have get to on there. He would get on there and he would just stare at him and look so fucking annoyed. Yeah. at him and then he would give one word answers similar to like uh, how he was in like uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, any of these roles, man. He was so great. What do you think of when you think of Charles Grodin first? You know, honestly, it's it's split between two things that are actually like probably oddballs on the list and one is um, Beethoven nice and the other one is Clifford nice those yeah. are pretty rare on the list I, and and I know I mean obviously he comes to mind for you know Midnight Run which I know is your favorite there well you know probably I mean? seems like old times might be my favorite favorite of the list but Midnight Run's right next to it yeah it's super close um, but I don't know why I, those are the ones that just like when I think Charles Grodin those are the ones yeah. that pop up for me and he's played some serious stuff I mean like Rosemary's Baby he was like the first doctor that uh, that she got recommended to really and that was uh, that was like really good to her and then her husband made her go to that uh, uh, made her go to one of the old Trading Places guys. Huh. Like, not Don Amici, but the other one. He was the evil doctor that gave her the solution to drink. Interesting. Uh, he was in with the devil. Uh, King Kong, though. 1976 King Kong. That was the uh, that was the Jeff Bridges, Jessica Lange one that was somewhat similar to the Peter Jackson one. Uh, and uh, he, was, he was one of the... I think he was the ship captain in that, and he was really great. Huh. Seems Like Old Times is one of me and my wife's favorite movies. And it's one of the movies that I still, every time I play it, I'm so surprised that my wife knows about it. Is that Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. Yeah. One of the funniest movies ever made. That's like one of the few Chevy Chase movies I've never seen. So amazing. It's it's the funniest Chevy Chase in my opinion. I love it. It's just classic Chevy, and I can watch it all day long. And uh, apparently her mom, my uh, wife's uh, mother, loved Chevy Chase and loved Goldie Hawn. It was one Mm -hmm. of their favorite movies growing up. Oh, really? So I I love playing it, and she will watch it any time of the day. Nice. And he is – and it's basically – Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase are uh, exes, and Chevy Chase gets uh, wrapped up into a bank robbery. Someone forces him to rob a bank, and then he's on the lam for something he didn't really do. He's got nowhere else to go, so he goes to Goldie Hawn's house, but Goldie Hawn's married to the uh, the district attorney who's trying to find him, 
uh, and Charles Grodin is the district attorney. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of like Chevy's under the bed while Charles Grodin and uh, Goldie Hunter yeah, in I the remember, bed. Yeah, I remember and you saying just, that. Like, yeah. Then they're hiding him above the garage, or he's he's in the closet different places. Or like it's that. like a yeah. really great Neil Simon uh, story, and it's it's so funny mm-hmm. uh, to watch. So I love Charles Grodin in that. I liked him in the Great Muppet Caper, to be honest with you. He played the oh, bad really? guy. He played huh. the jewel thief. Really? Yeah, he played the That's main funny. jewel thief, man. I haven't seen that. In Do you so remember long. the couch trip? No. Really good. It's Dan Aykroyd and Walter Matthau. And Dan Aykroyd really? is in a mental institute, and he escapes from a mental institute. And uh, at the beginning of the movie, Charles Grodin is depressed, and he takes a whole. He takes like, uh, he's married to the 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 mousy girl from Feds. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's Charles Grodin and her, and he tries to kill himself by taking. He, he tells his wife, I accidentally took one too many aspirins. And she's like, you took 67. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now he's in a rehab place, and he's like an on-the-air psycho- psychiatrist, like Frazier. Uh-huh. And so he's going to be out, so they have to hire a new guy uh, to come in and do the on-the-air thing. And it's the guy who runs the facility that Dan Aykroyd is at. And Dan Aykroyd's in the office when the phone call comes in and pretends to be the uh, the doctor when he's actually a patient. Oh, and wow. gets the job to come out there in uh, New York. So oh, now he's going to escape from the uh, mental suit. So he escapes in the mental institute, and he's impersonating the uh, the head of the mental institute to go over there and take wow. over. And uh, he ends up uh, meeting Donna Dixon, who is his wife in uh-huh. real life, uh, and she was in Spies Like Us. And uh, it's funny as hell, man. And Walter Matthau plays like a drunk priest that n- figures out uh, who Dan Aykroyd is, and uh-huh. he's uh, uh, mistakenly uh, uh, wants to unveil who he is in front of everybody. It's a fun movie, man. You would like it. It's a great have, 80s flick. Have you seen recently where Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi have been doing Blues Brothers stuff together? Really? Yeah. yeah. Like they're, They've been, they've been like making up... Um, Dan Aykroyd and who? Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not going to put John back in there. Uh, I mean... John's pretty busy right now. (laughs) 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 Too much of that 2000s. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, But no, they've been like um, selling like special editions DVDs that are autographed by Dan Aykroyd. And they've been yeah, like, a trip, man. I've oh heard, yeah, dude. I've heard they, podcasts of him. They've man. gotten back wild. into the Bluesmobile, yeah. and they've been riding around and hand delivering the DVDs. What? That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, See, yeah. Like, the nostalgia hit him with that Ghostbusters. I think oh, he, he was like, "All right, some of this franchise is out of my hands, but you know yeah. what's still in my hands is the Bluesmobile." Midnight Run, man. Him and him and De Niro opposite each other. Yeah. Why weren't you popular with Chicago Prison Club? <laughs> it just keeps needling him and needling him and needling him. Anyone else would have just knocked him out. That's why I yeah. love the scene with uh, John Ashton at the end. Or uh, is it John Ashton? He's um, the guy uh, from uh, Beverly Hills Cop, the big taggart. The big oh, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's the other bounty hunter. And remember when Charles Grodin tries to try the same shit with him? Yeah, yeah I don't really don't the like car. the fly. And he says, yo, you know what I do is sleep through it. And he yeah. punches him in the face and knocks him out. And like, De Niro should have done that at the beginning of the movie. Right? Would have had something. Yeah. I, I uh, Midnight Run's probably on my top 20 movies of all time. Such a phenomenal movie. But the movie right after that... Is, you only seen Midnight Run once? Yeah, oh, you like go when back. I was probably like 12. Oh, I gotta lend it to you, man. It's so good. Um, the next movie, apparently I didn't know... I care what year this was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next movie is Taking Care of Business. I love Taking Care of Business. And it's weird because it almost has a similar feel to The Couch Trip. This is one with Jim Belucci's in prison, and he's got to escape to watch the, uh, the I White Sox I remember you talking game. about this one. I, I get this confused because of the name with uh, Secret of My Success. Yeah, I good love movie that too. Movie. That was a great movie, too. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, Jim Belucci escapes from prison, similar to Dan Aykroyd, escaped from the Mentalist Institute, yeah. and has to steal 
Charles Grodin's identity uh-huh. and uh, finds his like uh, his. I guess his whole life is in this like uh, this Palm Pilot type, uh, yeah, old school, like a day planner, like day planner. Yeah. And everything is his key to his uh, summer house, his credit cards, <laughs> yeah. and everything. So he just slides right in there yeah. as uh, Spencer Barnes was his name. Uh-huh. So and it was the whole movie was Charles Grown just trying to get back. He's got no clothes. He's got to call an ex girlfriend. He's got to have people lend his money. He's getting mugged left and right, and he's just trying to get back to his house so he can get his identity back. Yeah, and then it ends up becoming friends towards the end with Jim Belucci. But Jim Belucci's going and making making deals with like these Japanese business guys and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a funny ass movie. Uh, I haven't seen Dave in so long. Oh. Not my brother. Yeah. Uh, not 1993's <laughs> Me Dave. neither, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I that love was, Dave. Yeah, dude. that was similar it's to such a good um, movie. It was similar to Moon Over Parador. Like I the, never the, saw that one. That was the one with Richard Dreyfus is in South America in the and he does an impression of the uh, the South American president and the South American president dies so they have to throw him into his role. Oh, interesting. And Raul Julia is like his handler and everything. Yeah. Which is similar to this, I guess. What uh, was he an actor? Is that what yeah, the story well, was? Yeah. Well, um, I think he might have been an actor. Um, so Kevin Klein, the president, dies. Right. And they need to have. The other Kevin Klein character, who is Kevin Klein, obviously. Yeah, he's just a regular Joe that looks just and, like the president. And yeah. possibly sleep with Sigourney Weaver. I'm yeah. not sure how that worked out. I yeah, can't, well, I can't remember she, the details about it. Well, I can tell you Sigourney realized that there was something going on. Oh, she, they were trying to fool her, too? Yeah. I thought she was in on it. No. Well, she was eventually oh, because yeah, yeah. she came in while he was in the shower. Ah. And she so was. Someone what didn't uh, stack up. To yeah, and one, huh? she was like, he was not that big. And <laughs> oh, my, so he's bigger and yeah, smaller. And she said, I'm going to play this role, but I want to go bigger, not smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy um, they're gonna remember from this movie. Yeah, and you know, um, Ving Rhames is in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, he's the. Um, I have to rewatch it, man. Oh, I saw dude, it in the theater. He's great yeah. in this movie, dude. He. Um, so I don't know who Groden played in it. He had to have been some sort of advisor. Or yeah, something, he was. Yeah? He was uh, Kevin Klein's good friend. Oh, nice. Um, and like accountant. And when it came time to balance the budget. He called in Charles Grodin to come and sit down and, oh, and great, work man. out the budget. I might have to watch this this weekend too. Dude, I'm gonna Dave, have to revisit this list because it's been. Three yeah, of I'm them actually on gonna here. take this home with me. Yeah, yeah, like, because there's like three of them on here. I would like to fucking. Yeah, dude, re-watch. Dave is such a fun movie. Man. I love when he's at the construction plant and he's got like the the robot arms, and I know nobody listening can see this, but you know he's got the robot arms that are controlled by his arms, and he's like, I once caught a fish. This yeah. big, and it's like you know, like fifty yards apart. Like, that's oh, funny. it's good stuff, man. And then Clifford, man, you should tell us a little oh, bit about Clifford, God, man, dude. because this is a movie that you either love or you're annoyed. Uh, you the fuck if you didn't like Martin Short, yeah, it, it, like, and, and it's got to be you got to like annoying Martin. No, Short I was gonna too. say yeah. to the extreme yeah, Martin yeah, yeah. Short. Like, like my cousin, this is one of his top ten favorite movies of all time. Also. Yeah, he well, loves I mean, this. dude, this came out in '94. I was 13 or 14, and yeah. I. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, my mom and I used to watch the SNL, like old school SNL, and he played that, uh, Martin Short played that character of the guy with the pointy hair. Oh, that's not, uh, uh, I don't think they, did they do that on Saturday Night Live? They did, but then he started doing it on SCTV also. Oh, maybe that's what Yeah, Ed Grimley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember as doom can be, used, I must say. Yeah, and he would always do those wacky dances and stuff. And when I was a kid, I used to imitate that. So I that's loved awesome. Martin Short. Yeah. So when this movie came out, yeah. Not only was I was 14, but it was like a flashback to when I was like eight and watching him do that all over again. What's funny about this is he was probably 45. Oh, yeah. And he played like a seven year old. And he played like a seven year old. (laughs) And his his stepfather or his father was uh, was Charles Grodin, and the mother was, was it Mary Steenburgen? I think it was. Yeah, Yeah. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. And. It, the whole movie was just the Martin Short character annoying the fuck out of the Charles Grodin character. Yeah, oh my and Charles God. Grodin was so good at playing that annoying oh, character, man. Dude. And it was really funny. One of my favorite lines from it that I say all the time to my cousin is uh, 
Charles Grodin gets like arrested for something, and so the next time Martin Short sees him, he says, "Hello, Uncle Uncle Ten Most Wanted." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that I mean, one. Then he's fucking with his food and shit in it. Oh in yeah, the movie no. too. And no, it's... it's like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, very, with a forty-year-old playing Dennis, <laughs> and he looked the part. <laughs> no, man. it was great. I mean, have you dude. seen him lately? I mean, he looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he's pushing seventy. Yeah, and, he's... and he looks so good. One thing that I love about him is that, like. He has always, to me at least, seemed to accept that it is 100% okay for him not to be the star. Oh, yeah, And yeah. And because he's not the star, it's 100% okay for him to just do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... He's so entertaining yeah, they and enjoyable. Need to, uh, you need to put him in more movies, man. I know he's busy with his Or just, his fuck, just find him a role on a TV show. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean... It's I, true, because I see him guest starring on, like... Uh, I saw him a couple times on that uh, that Jane Lynch game, Hollywood game night and everything. Oh, yeah. He's on the couch doing his thing. I was like, man, he's so fucking funny. He just... I mean, he rules the room when he's on it. One of my... One of the last favorite... SNLs I watched was from like a couple years ago where mm. he hosted. Oh, really? And Paul McCartney was the musical guest. So oh, it's such wow. a good one that I remember. I remember who the musical guest was on too. Yeah. So I remember when it ended. I told because a lot of those are stinkers, man. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. some of them sixty percent are hilarious and forty percent suck. That yeah. one that he was on, the whole thing was great. I was really? like, that's one of the best Saturday Night Live. I'll have seen to in check that out. Really good, man. So yeah, Charles Grodin. <laughs> Sorry, Martin Short hijacked it like it was the like it was from Clifford. <laughs> You're used to it, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next two man. These guys got some uh, some movies under their For belt real. too, man. And uh, the first one, the great, the fabulous Warwick Davis. 80, I'm the 88. leprechaun. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought he was a leprechaun through all of them, man. I, I think I he was, he was only too. the leprechaun for the first two. Really? Yeah. I well, looked... they the makeup they did yeah. was well, very similar. Well, that's the type of thing then. that's good when you can do makeup like that. You yeah. Just throw it's it. It's like on we're somebody. just going to make you look exactly like him. He was the best two leprechauns. I think <laughs> yeah. It, well, what people don't realize is he started in uh, in Return of the Jedi, 1983. We should look up his age right now. Gotcha. Uh, because in Return of the Jedi, he played Wicked. He played the main Ewok in Wicked. And I've seen so many... Uh, I know he's not that much older than us, and it's weird. He's 50. Yeah, he's 50, so he's only five years older than me, uh, which which makes sense because I've seen a lot of great behind-the-scenes photos of him on the set of Return of the Jedi playing with his Star Wars figures. Really? Like, he is just, like, he's got his Star Wars figures playing it, and he, and he just thought he was in, like, the magical wonderland. That's awesome, It was dude. so great. So he had a great relationship with Carrie Fisher, obviously, because most of his scenes were with Carrie Fisher. Right. I mean, he had some scenes with uh, Harrison Ford, I'm sure, but, I mean, that was the majority of it, and he was phenomenal in it. And... Ever since that movie, and he was a little kid, man. He was 17 in Willow. So if he was 17 in Willow, and that's five years, so he must have been 12. Is that right? He was 12 years old in Return of the Jedi. That's insane, then. dude. Yeah, that's like a gift, 12-year-olds yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and to be... Uh, I was 12 then. I was, No, I must have been. Yeah, I wasn't that old. What was no, the... I was like seven, going to be eight. What was the Ewok's name? Wicket. Yeah, to be fucking Wicket. Yeah. Like, at 12. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't even care if I, my face was covered. I'd be like, I, was, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, his career just started from there, man. And now, who just was he in on. Labyrinth? Now, I mean, that's the that's the hindrance of being a little person back in these movies where they just you were only getting specific roles. And you too. were in costume. And you were in costume. Yeah. I just have to assume that he was in costume. If you look up Labyrinth, maybe they'll list his character name in it. Uh, because I don't think he was Hoggle. I no, think Hoggle, Hoggle was, was a, the... Hoggle was a girl. 
I've seen the making of Labyrinth, and Haga was a girl, so if he played a character in Labyrinth, it must have been a really small one. I heard they're actually going to reboot that one, too. Labyrinth? Yeah, yeah, they should. They could do it with Jennifer Connelly all old oh, and not yeah. remember it and everything. I mean, they can't use, obviously, David Bowie as the Goblin King. Right. But that world seems like it's so huge that they wouldn't even have to mention him. No. Like, you could say after the Goblin King died, so-and-so took over, and they're even worse. Yeah. And that's who your villain is now. It just says he was the Goblin Corps. Goblin. Oh, so he must have been one of the Goblin creatures. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Well... 88, he just became next level because not only was he in one of the biggest movies in 1988, he got to show his face. Yeah. It was it was written by George Lucas for Warwick Davis. Oh, I didn't he, he realize had, that. He had, and he was only 17 years old in Willow, man. I rewatched this a couple weeks ago when we were going to do our, our Ron Howard thing, and I forgot how much I fucking loved yeah, it. It's man. a great movie, It's dude. such a great movie. The music pairs so well. He's just such a likable actor that... I mean, similar to Richard Dean Anderson will always be MacGyver. Yeah. Mark Davis is always going to be Willow. Yeah. You know, for a long time, that's all people have referred and to him as. did you say they're rebooting that as a series yeah, on Disney a, Plus? A, I don't know. It must be Disney Plus because it was... Uh, yeah. uh, it must have been a Fox. Uh, I just, I just saw. It must have been a Fox uh, property, so it must have fall under one of the ones they own because they yes. own the Aliens and the Willow. So he tweeted on December thirteenth, "This is really happening." Here's the title treatment for the new at Disney Plus Willow series. Oh, Couldn't God. be happier to reprise my role. Holy shit! That's and he's got to be playing awesome, one of the dude. elders or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's not that old, but he, oh. he's got to be playing. I, he's still young enough where he can go on adventures and shit like that too. Man, shit. I am super excited about. They that. They could even they could even get Val Kilmer to come and fucking. He they could do. It. He wouldn't have to speak. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it'd be hard, but I, I would like to see it. Uh, it'd be awesome. Man, they could work in something. Being a swordsman, they could work in something where he had gotten his throat slit or something. Yeah, absolutely. During, during the war, and absolutely. Then, and then he, they would be able to do him as that. And I think he would appreciate the shit out of it because yeah. I know he was. Thrilled and that's to what come, I mean. He was thrilled to come back and do the Kevin Smith thing. So I, I would be, I would be very excited to see that. Leprechaun obviously went next level. I love that first Leprechaun. I like all the Leprechauns. Is man. that Jennifer Aniston's oh, first yeah, movie? You ever want to see Jennifer Aniston pre nose job? You watch. <laughs> you watch Leprechaun on series. You watch. Pull her. Pull a picture of her up with a, a pre nose job labyrinth, and then her. She has probably the best nose job in all of Hollywood. Really? Oh yeah, man. Wow. Because her nose was bad. <laughs> Daddy paid for that, and uh, that was well paid. Or maybe it was Leprechaun money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must have been Leprechaun money. That's what it was. It starred her. It starred the uh, France from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. It starred the uh, the little kid from uh, Poltergeist, and it starred, um, you know the guy from summer school that stripped? Yeah. Yeah, and he was the lo- he was the heartthrob. In it. Yeah. I know the first one really well. After the first one, I kind of lose it, and I remember some of Leprechaun in the Hood and everything, yeah. but, man, so much great fun. So then he, he, he made a career out of these, like, huge franchises, so... Then from Leprechaun, he jumped back to Star Wars. He was he had a small role in Phantom Menace. I'm not sure if he, who he was in Phantom Menace or if he played Wicket again because there was a there was a brief scene where they at the trial where they showed uh, a lot of the other characters. They showed Wookies in the background and they showed Ewoks. So he might have right. actually played Wicket in Phantom Menace. Uh, then the Harry Fr- uh, Potter franchise, man, he was huge. He was one of who the teachers. Who was he in that? He was one of the teachers. Did he look like uh, himself? Yeah. he, he based, No, well, they gave him a kind of a weird face because he was kind of like, I wouldn't say he was a goblin, but he had a he had a prosthetic on his face for sure, but he had a mustache and glasses, and he, I can't remember, Professor something. And you got to see him do some kick-ass stuff. I mean, he had his wand and everything all Willow style and shit, and there were times like when the Voldemort was taking out the school uh, on that last one, man. He was staying strong there. 
Huh. One of my uh, one of the ones I loved him in and was so surprised when he popped up was Ray. Do you remember that when he was the the head of the uh, nightclub? No. Yeah, and he was at the bar and he was talking and he, he was giving advice to uh, to Jamie Fox when he uh, when he was younger and Tell everything. Telling him about the ones instead of the fives or something Maybe. like that. Maybe is that what it was? I can't remember the discussion. Because I know because I, I know there's a point where you know he tells him like you know make sure people pay you in ones you know because if somebody says it's a twenty dollar bill and it's Maybe. a one dollar bill. Maybe that's it. It could because be. He, he was he was offering a bunch of sage advice to him and he played a really great character and I was like oh man I so think I hope that. Uh, uh, I was wondering if it was a true story and there was a little person that owned the club like that and they thought of Warwick for it. Huh, uh, interesting. Then he went on to a couple characters, obviously another franchise where he, uh, where you didn't get to see his, his face much, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, same with the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, Narnia. Uh, I think, he, he, yeah, Prince Caspian is the one he was in. Uh, came back for Force Awakens. Then he continued with that Star Wars, man. Uh, yeah, he I mean, he's Rogue pretty one, much Last in Jedi, almost every Solo. single one. I mean, he's he was in a, so many since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure if maybe I left it off, but I'm not sure he was in Clone Wars or the other one. But uh, but since that second trilogy, he definitely made some appearances. Solo Man, that should be on your list too. Yeah, I see that sucker, really good. Uh, he was in Maleficent, and then yeah, Rise of Skywalker. He came back again, man. That's great. I, I'm so happy that he's gonna come back and do that series, man. Uh, I've mentioned before I love that Life is Short series that was uh, that was on. Yeah, I want to check himself. that out. He played himself, and it was just so funny to watch him play this struggling actor and everything, and, uh, like, working at cons, having to sign his name and do shit that he didn't want to do, and uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know this probably sounds terrible, but I'd love to see him and Peter Dinklage in a movie together. Mm-hmm. That would be really awesome. Should yeah, you know, like, I think that would be great. That'd be fucking. They great. could easily play brothers, and uh, well, my girl watches uh, that uh, Little People Big World, and it's what's interesting is mm-hmm. both the parents are little people. Yeah, but they have one full size kid. Mm-hmm. They have one full size kid, uh, and they have uh, um, obviously uh, they have um, a little person kid. I think they only have two kids, but it's so weird how two little people can make a larger larger, uh, size adult. It's so uh, freaky, but also uh, have a little person. So it would be great to see those guys in it. Yeah, I met the... Call um, me Elf one more time. You feeling strong? (laughs) (laughs) Elf too, man. I want to see him come back. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was one of Peter Dinklage's best Oh, absolutely. Well, that and Death at a Funeral. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) No, I I met the the mom from that show, um, uh, Little People, Big World. Oh, really? Yeah, um, when I was out in Arizona, I was doing a cancer... Oh, my wife would be so uh, thrilled. She's been following them since the She was so nice, My wife loves that show. Yeah, Yeah. um, I was doing a... I watched a bunch of it with her, so... I was doing an event for cancer um for massage i was given free chair mm-hmm. massage and she she was there and that's she came awesome. over got on the chair yeah Sweet. it was pretty neat yeah she was yeah. super nice yeah that show's still going on that's crazy. oh yeah that's a long, i know that's a long running show all right our our big dude here at the end man we like to end uh end our ones on some of the guys that need that extra uh kind of attention i we uh ended it with al leong once yeah uh, i had a whole i think i put like 30 of his films on there <laughs> i've got like 22 listed here for tommy man so tommy tiny lister man uh, lost two weeks ago yeah it was crazy day right? after we were talking we about were, him. we were just talking about him and the day after i was like holy shit that is crazy 122 movies under his belt man Jeez, man. that is insane so that's the great thing uh, or the only shining thing about losing these great artists early in their career is they leave behind such a great catalog of movies that we can go back and look at. And really, that first movie on the list is the first movie I saw him in. Yeah. 
And that was that was even before uh, Zeus. Yeah, which that's is, the first which, one I saw him in. No holds barred. Uh, oh, you didn't hadn't seen him in Armed and Dangerous before that. No, I saw him in Armed and Dangerous well, later well, on in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I always knew him as the big guy that was fucking with John Candy. Because I would have been five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't see it in the theater, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably sounded. Uh, yeah, let's see, I was probably nine. I probably saw it close to when it came out then. Probably eighty seven then. Uh, I loved him in it, man. Yeah, if you don't know to- uh, who Tommy Tiny Lister is, uh, Debo. Fucking Debo, man. Debo, man. Uh, I mean, that's what everyone, if you, you need gonna, to talk about who he is. my shit in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that bike squeaking, you gotta yeah. run, man. Uh, that's where most people know Debo from, for yeah. sure. But he had played so many iconic characters and so many flicks here. I mean, that is a huge list of great films, Absolutely, man. dude. Huge list. I mean, yeah. he must have been pulling in mad money and residual checks from, uh, from these just small roles, man. Uh, Armed and Dangerous, I loved him in. Like I said, that's the first time I saw him. It was great after opposite John Candy. Remember when they were fucking with him at the gym and they uh, yeah. they put too much weight on him and then he, he threw it off and just like he was running. Remember he was all pumped up in the parking lot yeah. and shit. And you were like, man, who is this huge motherfucker? Absolutely. And then dude. I I'm sure I knew uh, wrestling was was completely scripted before then, but it was hadn't been many times where I had seen somebody that I had seen in movies coming to wrestle and everything. Right, yeah. And I remember seeing it, I was like, this is a guy from Iron Danger. Yeah. <laughs> like, his name is Zeus? I never yeah. knew his name was Zeus. Yeah. It short-lived, man, but he was he was in WWF for a good couple of years. Yeah, I, I mean, remember. He fought it. Hogan in the in the WrestleMania, yep. too, in, in the cage match. And, man, the movie. Have you, do you ever revisit that movie? I haven't Ooh. for years, and we will let my imagination of it being one of God, the fucking man. greatest movies ever stay where it is. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> I think it's available on Hulu or something like that, or I yeah. can't remember, but uh, I would own it. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember they made an old MTV video of uh, of the WWF called Pile Driver. Oh, really? Coco Beware, the one that had the oh, big I know, parrot. I know was the Coco main, the Birdman. Was, was, uh, was the main singer on it. And oh, the video, wow. I'll just send you the video later on, man. You'll just laugh your ass off. I saw Coco Beware when he came driver. here. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I saw Coco Beware, Junkyard Dog, Hulk Hogan, and Earthquake had a stretcher match. That's awesome. Um, That's one of those moments you're glad you. you Oh yeah, absolutely. Me and my cousin had a similar moment where I've only been to one live real deal and this was like a live taping of uh it wasn't live taping but it was a taping of raw that uh-huh. we ended up seeing like a month later they uh-huh. played it. one of the best experiences i ever had yeah the bushwhackers were there oh god yeah. all those no, it was guys, fucking man. awesome yeah. dude like, that's my that's my run man i i was telling dave i said when i've been going through the wrestling i've realized what my years are my years are 1985 to 1992 man yeah and that, that's all those guys man no all i i specifically right. remember this picture my dad used to have and i mean I, i'm sure it got lost 20 years ago but it was after that mm-hmm. um, we went to Subway. Yeah. And, you know, my dad had his camera because we were at the WWF thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of me, must have been eight or nine, yeah. flexing in a Hulk shirt. What, where is that? Picture? Yeah, I, that I, picture I, dude, if I could a... find it, I would get it fucking tattooed <laughs> on me. Like, <laughs> we needed it at least online someplace. Yeah. Um, it's me flexing, and I got the, the Hulkamania yellow t shirt oh, on, nice. and I got the red bandana on. Did you get on. that there at the event? Yeah, dude. Oh, like, uh, And of course, none of it I can find anymore, oh. but I'll, I'll never forget that yeah. picture. It was we, so great. I have. I have a, probably five pictures from that night, and after the match had ended, 
uh, we had gone, uh, we jumped the fence. My cousin had gone the night before mm-hmm. uh, to the same wrestling event. There was a two-night uh, oh, showing. Nice. And I had worked the night before, and he was like, you got to come with us the next night. And I was like, done, let's go. Yeah. It was in Lowell, Massachusetts. We drove down there. He's like, five minutes before this is going to end, we're going to go to a place we're not supposed to go, but you just go with it, right? And yeah. I was like, sure. So we jumped the fence and ran across this huge thing where all the limousines and the, the wrestlers were leaving. And we, we yelled at him to come over, and I was so starstruck that I forgot I had a camera on me. Oh, and I didn't take wow. a picture of any of it. Yeah. Except we got the autograph from Diesel came oh, over. Oh, nice. And uh, uh, Owen Hart flipped us off. And, yeah. Uh, and there was a whole bunch. Shawn Michaels was there. It was a whole bunch of fun ass thing, man. Yeah. It was an enjoyable night, man. But yeah, I, I'm glad that he got to be part of that kind of world because he was huge, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and if you're, if you're good and you go through that wrestling school and you know how to fall and you know how to do that shit, go yeah. do it, man. Uh, but some of the other movies on it, Extreme Prejudice, great movie with uh, Nick Nolte and Powers Booth, old mm. Walter Hill film. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, man. I'm trying to think who I remember. Wasn't uh, he uh, Wasn't he a guard? I think he was. I think he was a guard from like one of the... Uh, uh, damn, I'll have to rewatch yeah. that. I kind of remember him being a guard. Uh, the night before, I put it on here because no one knows about it but me. It stars Keanu Reeves. He goes out on a date with Laurie Lofton. Really? And uh, something happens, and he ends up getting too drunk, and he doesn't remember the fact that he sells her to a gang. And so the rest of the movie is him trying to find her and going around to different people and and them all saying, oh, you don't remember what you did last night? (laughs) And they're all telling him different stories of what he did. And he was like, I don't can't believe I was this fucked up. He ends up finding her and she's like handcuffed to the edge of a bed and everything. And I don't remember uh, uh, Tiny in it, but man, it was a fun movie that I have not thought of for a long time until I did the research for this. Universal Soldier, right up his alley. Absolutely, dude. Trespass. I love him in Trespass. He's the one with the uh, spikes on his feet. Remember oh, that's right. He was up on the rooftop, and you could hear him walking around. Yeah. They had the metal detector. Yeah. They were like, it's moving. What the hell is going on? And then uh, one of the guys that had seen all the guys said, oh, one of them's got spikes on his feet. Yeah. So they could track uh, Tiny wherever he was going. Posse, I saw back in the day. Can't remember it all. That was well, the Black um, Western with Mario, uh, Van Mario Van Peebles. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was yep. decent. It was, it was like... Um, a black version of Young Guns. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I mean, it was it was a good it was a good storyline. It was mm-hmm. a good western. It was a good like you know kind of. They tried to put Tiny on a horse. I don't remember <laughs> if he was ever horse. actually on a horse or not, but <laughs> let's um, have him work at the saloon. <laughs> but no, that was actually that was a decent movie, you yeah. know, because Mario Van Peebles he had his own little genre and and almost like self rating system. His movies were yeah. just set apart from other movies. You it's knew true. that they he, weren't going to be great. He could have been a huge star, oh, but yeah, I think dude. he kind of wanted to do his own thing. Yeah. Like, I loved him in New Jack City. I, I liked loved, him in Solo. Uh, damn, I haven't thought of that movie in a dude, long I time I loved either, Solo, man. man. Yeah, uh, Full Eclipse. Do you remember that? That was a werewolf movie. No, I don't remember yeah, that one. it was a werewolf movie with him called Full Eclipse. Uh, what was the other Is one? Is he also in Soldier? Isn't he up against Kurt I Russell don't in think Soldier? So. That's, uh, that's the Lee guy. That's the guy who played... Uh, uh, Bruce Lee in the Dragon movie. Oh, yeah, okay. He's the bad. Yeah, dude, he's movie. awesome. He's, yeah, yeah, he's shaved his head, and he was. I love Soldier. That's a great movie. Uh, Marvin Peoples was also in um, one of the Highlander movies. I think the third one. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was might be the last time I had seen him. I'm sure he's around doing stuff, but. Uh, so then Tiny was in Meteor Man, which I don't remember, but I, 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 I want to buy it. I remember when you talked about it on the pod, I immediately went home and tried to buy it, and it was like 25 bucks. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have to wait on that one. Yeah. So I'll have to uh, relook on uh, that. That must have been one, on one of your uh, wild cards. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure it was. Uh, Friday, 1995. I mean, he already been huge, but he was just going to take that, it next I mean, level. that cemented him yeah. in, in American movie yeah. history. You oh, know? for sure. 
Uh, Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Love that movie. I'm not sure I remember Tiny in it, though, man. He must have been such a small role. Uh, Same with Barbed Wire. If I I have seen Barbed Wire, I think I put it out of my memory. That was the Pamela Anderson one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was like Tank Girl, but not. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, well, it was, a, it was a comic. Yeah, was oh, that what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. a comic book. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. It was some weird, like, it was from, like, Vertigo Comics or something. It yeah. wasn't the Marvel ones. Uh, then Fifth Element, the best casting Dude, ever in existence, right? President of the United States President of America. President of the universe, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. President of the universe, not even the states. Uh, <laughs> Who stutter, can say that? I have a know? doubt. I don't, sir. Oh, oh God, God dude. He was good. No, he was. I mean, that was one of those things. Like, I, I mean, there was a couple. He got to do a couple comic things, like, at the very end when they were looking in on the, uh, yeah, on the yeah. people. They're uh, not ready yet. Sex. Yeah, they're not They're going to need some more time. Uh, but he was great. I yeah. love it. I, and that's the, that's the line, too. I have a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, gang related, I love gang related, man. Yeah, uh, that was one of those ones a lot of people haven't seen. Tupac and, and Jim Belushi. Man. Yeah, and again, but see, like again, I I can't tell you what yeah, what no. his role was I mean, in he, it. You he know? seamlessly went into a lot of these movies. Same with Jackie Brown. I know he worked at the. Uh, I, he he worked, worked at the airport. With, uh, no, he was at the Bell Bonds, but he worked with Robert Forster. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember he said he was going to take off and go to the movies once, and he was like, "What are you going to go see?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Little Nicky, oh man, oh, I skipped over uh, next Friday, obviously. Next Friday was great because you got to see him, like, escape from jail. Man, yeah, and then yeah riding in the credit. dog van. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> that they worked in, in that way. Uh, little Nicky, never saw it. I, I liked Little little Nicky. Yeah. It was it was silly. It wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't funny. It was just silly. I mean, that can know? be described like 70% of Adam Sandler's I, movies. I, and, and, I hear about that new one, and that's what people say. It's silly. Oh, the good. Halloween one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They said it's silly, and that's but what it's it good. is. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. You know Rob Schneider's in it. Uh, you know all these other people. In yeah, it. I mean that's what he does. Either you're into it or you're not. I'll tell you uh, what's his name. Steve Buscemi has a funny role. Uh, in he's that. in a lot of. Uh, he's one he, of those he actors must that be you're so surprised that he'd be in so many Adam Sandler movies. But he they got to be friends. They have to be because yeah. he, he was in so many of the old ones. Yeah, man. like the OG ones. Yeah. Uh, now the wash I put on this, but I'm not sure I ever saw it. I saw it like it's the once or twice. Of the car wash, yeah, the one with Richard Pryor. Yeah, I mean it's got Snoop Dogg in yeah. it. It's, it looked like it'd know, be fun, but it's like the same type of style as Barbershop or Soul Plane. Yeah. type of thing. It's just some more of, Soul some, Plane than Barbershop. Some of the funniest yeah. black actors around, just uh, just being around each other, riffing. Yeah. Speaking of that, maybe we should take that moment to talk uh, about a similar type movie called Coming to America too. Oh <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> so yeah, the trailer just dropped. I had seen an image for a week before the trailer stopped, mm. and I could not tell if it was an image from the old one or the new one. Yeah. And it was just, it was Akeem, and it was uh, uh, Simi. Simi, yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy shit, that is from now, because you can, when you're really looking at it, you can tell. You can tell, yeah, that, you can little, tell that he's a little they're thicker. They're a little more thick now. They're a little bit thicker, know. but they still looked fabulous. I was like, holy oh, yeah, shit, they dude. look great. And then the trailer dropped, and I immediately, after you, had, I had seen it, like, uh, earlier in the day, and then you had sent it to me, yeah. and then I sent it to my mom, and she was, oh, it looks great. And I said, yeah, it's going to come out on, uh, I think it's Amazon Prime. Mr. Randy Watson, ladies and gentlemen. They just. They worked in a lot of the old characters. But that's what but you want to see. I think that's what we want to see. You know? Like, I, I'm excited to see John Amos because I haven't seen John Amos. Oh, in a yeah. Movie. Well, he was Is in Uncut. Mr. McDowell? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He was in Uncut Gems playing himself. Oh, that's remember? right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't shit in my house. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny, uh, but man, I'm so excited to be able to uh, to, to see coming to America. Yeah, uh, those guys at the barbershop even got the old guy that wasn't down. I know that to come back, man, yeah. and he looks great. Yeah. I mean, they're just doing uh-huh. their same thing. I wonder if they got Rick <laughs> hey Kuntakinte. I wonder oh if they got God. Rick Baker to come back and do the makeup. I would think they'd have to. I mean, they have to. They look identical. I think he was retired, but maybe he came back to man, do it. I'll, when I'll Eddie Murphy that. calls yeah. you to do coming to America, and they're best too. friends too. He's the reason that all that worked. He's yeah. the one who did all the makeup on. 
on the uh, uh, the Nutty Professor clump, yeah. and the clumps and all, yeah. all that shit. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. And that's going to come straight. I think it's like February or March it's going to come out, and it's going to be on streaming. I'm, I'm thrilled, man, that yeah. they're doing the streaming. No, thing. I'm down, dude. I mean, because before, I, I'm like... There's times where I won't open certain services that I pay monthly for. Mm-hmm. Like I'll open it three every three months or something. Yeah, and I'm like, why do I pay for this? Right. This yeah. is the reason. Yeah, it's come. It's happened. Like now I can get movie the- movie theater ones at the house because and the certain ones, like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, the certain ones that I'm kind of gonna wish I had seen in the theater because I like that experience. Yeah, it's very nostalgic to me. But yeah, when like- it comes right down to it. I can pause it. I can go to the bathroom. Absolutely. I can do whatever. I can I walk want, away for 12 hours yeah. and come back and turn yeah, it right absolutely, back on. Absolutely, man. You know? I, I love that uh, about it. So I'm excited for it. But like not seeing King Kong and Godzilla in the theater yeah. might be one of those ones when it's like that large scale. Yeah, like an Avengers movie yeah, or something. Yeah, Avengers you know? movie and everything. It's Luckily, be we weird. don't have any of those coming up. There's a, lot, um, there's a lot of different things. Last week they have dumped so they might have announced twelve different shows. Well, it's and probably movies. because they've decided like, hey, fuck it, we got to do something. Let's just go the streaming yeah. route. We're gonna lose money, but we're gonna make money. So let's yeah. just fucking do it. Even until at things the get end back. of the uh, the Mandalorian, uh, they announced the Boba Fett series. Really? Coming in like uh, like next December or something. Wow. So it's going to yeah. be huge. I mean, they're giving you your money's worth if you're, if you're paying for the streaming service for sure. I mean, you pay it, what uh, I think HBO Max is like $16 a month, which, I mean, it's worth it if you watch a whole bunch of shit. I mean, you yeah, watch like, sure. especially if you're going to watch movies like that you would see in the theater. Like tomorrow, I will watch Wonder Woman right when I get up or yeah. right when I get home from work. Yeah. And uh, that right there would have cost me 12 in the theater. So, yeah. I mean, easy. Pays for that month. Well, I'll uh, tell you, before we get off of Tiny Lister, yeah. the, the, one of my favorite roles that he ever did was on The Dark Knight, when he's yeah. the prisoner he on the, the prisoner boat, on the barge, and yeah. he takes the fucking detonator and yep. just fucking throws that bitch out, and he's yep. just like, he makes the decision like, give, that everyone... give it to me, let me do what you can't do, yep. you know, and he fucking takes it, and he throws it out the window, oh, oh. it was such a you fucking... You didn't expect it. No, and it was such it a powerful fucking role, I remember you know? losing it in the theater when, because you didn't know he was in it, and no, he was that type no. of actor that you didn't have to, like, just promote him, for no. sure, unless he was on Twitter or but something. But when you saw him in that scene, you knew that shit was serious. Oh, yeah. When they panned, and you saw Tiny in that red suit, you're getting like next Friday flashbacks I'm, I'm and you're telling like, oh, you oh shit Debo's I'm here I'm telling you and you ain't gonna blow Debo up yeah. I dare you I dare <laughs> you <laughs> he also he got famous for the um, see I put Human Centipede 3 on here just, just because I, was, I haven't seen I, any I, of I couldn't those. believe it I haven't seen it either but I could <laughs> I was just so surprised to see it that on his list yeah like, really I mean, why not yeah. <laughs> I was like they hadn't gone off the rails by uh, by one one yeah <laughs> exactly yeah I haven't seen him anyway I don't have any interest in that uh, and then Zootopia he played like a fox I think really I'm pretty I never sure saw he that played one. a fox in that. I saw it. It was really, really funny. I, I watch a With lot of With his voice, I could see him being more like a hound dog because he had yeah, that slow, totally deep that voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It could be an older one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done a lot well, more animated movies. Rest in peace, Tiny Man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really going to miss not seeing him in another movie. Yeah. Like, Especially uh, the Friday. Yeah, we man. know it's going to happen. It's 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 a foregone conclusion. Well, they got those, those they guys got Terry Crews if they need it, but it, they, nobody will ever replace yeah. Debo. Yep. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be good though. But like I said, we have a huge list of his movies to go back and check out. He won't be the first uh, great actor we're losing. Uh, hopefully, he's the last of 2020. My, I mean, dude. hold hold on, we only got two weeks left. I know, right? I don't want to see anyone else Fuck, huge. Man. We lost a lot of big dudes this year. Betty White's still kicking. Betty White's still kicking. I didn't expect Al- Angela uh, Alex Lansbury's Trebek. still kicking. Alex Trebek's last uh, one that he aired is airing tomorrow on Christmas. Is it? Yep, that's the last one he aired, <sighs> uh, or he, he filmed. That's so, sad. Yeah, it is really sad because.
because me and my wife have been watching him like every single night for ten years. Yeah, and he's he's great, man. Yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, and he's I. But what's great about him is he also has made random appearances in movies. Like uh, I think of uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, and, you know <laughs> what and, is a quince? <laughs> in almost every sitcom back in the day, you had that one where they went on Jeopardy. Like, yeah, there was a Mama's Family we watched recently where she's on Jeopardy. Really, and everything and she's doing. Yeah, no, that's funny. It's, it's really great to see those old nostalgic things. But yeah, that's character actors, man, for this week. Good deal. Next week, I know we got our uh, our 2020 kind of wild card episode coming up <laughs> instead of best of. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, we might have to be just a straight friggin' uh, wild card episode. Yeah. Just because we're going to end up talking about three movies, yeah, basically. I mean, it. we'll talk about The Hunt, for sure, yeah. because I let Dave borrow it. And I was My like, brother hey, didn't like it. He didn't like it, He huh? didn't like it, uh, dude. That's, what he didn't like about it? Uh, we'll talk oh, about it. All right, we'll yeah. talk about it. I love that. I mean, how can you know? It's a perfect satire. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, it's a perfect satire. I remember my mom was started watching. And she's like, is this supposed to be funny? And I was like, yeah, just give it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's like, all right, I get it now, and it's hilarious. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know we got that coming up. I'm got, we got a Michael Douglas pod coming up pretty soon. And uh, what, what else is coming up? Uh, there's a Method Actresses one that I've got slated, which we're going to talk about uh, some uh, Charlie's Theron and some Tilda Swinton, two of the best uh, method actor actresses out there, which I'm uh, excited to see. I, it, it looks like Charlize is going to come back for another Mad Max. Oh, really? I'm excited to see that. Nice. Yeah. She was great in that. Yeah, I loved her in that. Yeah. And Tilda, I'm always excited to see whatever the hell she's doing. Yeah, she's, I, I she's heard crazy. she's in the next um, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, she yeah. has to be. Yeah. Just, that was I, one of those roles, too, that they weren't sure if it was going to work. And well, because I think it. that the the original yeah, Asian the original was Asian, was an right? Asian guy. Yeah, and I mean, and I understand that. And I, you know, like, I'm not trying to, what is it, uh, appropriate yeah, culture yeah. or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know the correct term. But I loved her in that yeah, role. Yeah, if you're if you do well at the role, I yeah, get it. She's I, not doing a disservice for the role, and that's yeah. more what I have a problem with uh, when it's like that. I I think the worst case is probably, and if you if you don't know the what this actor looked like in the movie, you should pull it up. You should pull up uh, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He, really, he played a Japanese actor oh and they i've ga- seen and that. they gave him like the huge teeth, teeth and, the glasses. and the glasses and it was the worst yeah. stereotypical I, thing yeah. you've ever seen like how the hell are they even letting this air on tv anymore kind do of they bad. still let it oh yeah it's a classic wow. but it's it's weird and you almost wouldn't be able to tell it's mickey rooney but you can tell that it's somebody doing like the worst like i've seen i've seen clips of that in another yeah. movie where somebody's watching yeah, yeah. that movie now, you know? now that i get the people getting pissed off but uh with i mean she's she's replacing a a Fictional character yeah, <laughs> that yeah. someone made up and everything, and she's doing a damn good no, job. She, at did, it, she so. was fantastic. She was really like, good, man. Oh, uh, there's a lot of good Marvel stuff coming up, man. And, and they are also talking about uh, the girl who played X23 in Logan has mm-hmm. come out and she said she's very optimistic that there's going to be another Logan and we're going to see X23 again. She said she was very. Uh, sketched out if that when the deal came over that Disney would still make R-rated movies but now that they announced Deadpool 3 Oh they she, did? Yep, they announced Deadpool oh, 3. Oh shit. And uh now that they announced that she's like I'm pretty sure we'll see X23 now That's because awesome. it, she needs to be in an R-rated movie. Yeah. For sure. And who knows what she even looks like now because that was what 2017, almost be 2021 and she was at that age where she's going to look completely different. Yeah. You're not absolutely. even going to recognize yeah. her. So and I I can't wait to see her be a badass. She loved that role apparently and yeah, she's always fucking great movie. Uh, talking about it so 
But yes, we got some exciting stuff coming up. Uh, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can check. Uh, you can shoot us an email, fastawayfilms at gmail.com. You can also uh, leave us a like or a comment, uh, just like Justin. <laughs> I gotta look over at your comment now uh, on uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and or you can uh, check us out on Facebook, where we list our uh, pictures every week of uh, different actors and different movies we're going to talk about. So. Hopefully everyone enjoys the rest of their holidays. We'll see you either at the new year or right, maybe right exactly at the new year. We'll see. Yeah. If not, it'll be a fabulous 2021. I mean, could it get worse? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> All right. See ya. Merry Christmas. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more.